Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Thank you for that, and welcome to another live edition of Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. That's me. You're you. We got three hours. We'll talk some sports. We know this show is, let's just call it eclectic. That sounds good. We have a film director on the other side, Justin Corsby. We have uh, have a couple of authors today, Altha, King of the Britain. Uh, We've got a cricket expert. Actually, we have three authors today. Um, And then we'll get some sports talk in as well. But it is the 11th day of the 11th month, and it takes us back, of course, to World War I, Armistice Day, the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month, as we call it Veterans Day. And if you wonder why the red poppy is so big in in England and the former uh, colonies and commonwealths of the British Empire... It's uh, from Flanders Fields, the Red Poppies. It's a World War I thing. But uh, as always, we recognize <clears throat> those who uh, traded all of their tomorrows so that we could have tomorrow. And, um, you know, people who uh, didn't want to fight, <laughs> who does? Answered the call uh, for... You know, we recognize the United States, of course, World War One, the, the Anzac troops, the Canadians, the French, but uh, the British. But uh, I'm an American, and um, we recognize especially the American veterans uh, today. All right. We want to talk to you about sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, Quidditch, trillerball, chess checkers, rugby, cricket, that type of stuff. We'll do it together at the toll-free line, 1-800-878-PLAY, 1-800-878-7529. If you are listening on American Forces Radio Network, a special shout-out on a Veterans Day for all of you out there, uh, present-day military and uh, veterans as well, and those of you on the way in. All right, we got a three-hour show. Come on back. Oh, oh. 
Don't miss See Better Drive Safer Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get a $15 gift card after mail-in rebate when you purchase a pair of select wiper blades. Our professional parts people will even install them for free. Plus, earn triple O rewards points. Get ready for the weather ahead during See Better Drive Safer Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968 That's 800-817-2968 Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759-Again, that's 800-449-1759. Angie's List is now Angie, and caring for your home just got easier. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or a dream remodel, Angie makes it easy to see reviews, compare quotes, and connect with top local pros who can get the job done right. Plus, you can see upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. No phone tag, just the work you need done at a time that works for you. Angie's got your to-do list covered from start to finish. Book your next home project today at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key so handsome, he's a genius. All right, thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to be joined by filmmaker Justin Corsby. He has a brand-new movie in which he has directed, which is available now on premium video on demand, and it will be available on demand and digital on December 21st from Lionsgate, and it is called Hard Luck Love Song. And, uh, Justin, welcome to the show. I like in the synopsis, it says the uh, lead protagonist, Jesse, 
is at an existential crossroads. That can mean a lot of stuff. What do you mean by that? Rick, how's it going, man? Thanks for having me. Happy mm-hmm. to be here. Mm-hmm. First off, shout out to all the vets out there on this Veterans Day. You know, we appreciate you. So, important to give them the shout out today. Um, yeah, thanks for the question. Um, yeah, I, sometimes I describe it as uh, a, a down and out. It's about a down and out singer-songwriter living out of cheap motels and making bad decisions. So, <laughs> it's uh, it's got a little bit of everything. It's got music and pool hustling, a gritty love story, a car chase, kick-ass fight scenes. You know, it's uh, this guy is definitely kind of at an existential crossroads with all the uh, bad decisions he's made in his life. Um, you know, the chickens come home to roost, as they say. Well, you wrote this too, so I'm just going to ask you: How much of Jesse is you? <laughs> That's a good question. I wouldn't say I've been in this exact situation, but I've been in enough similar situations to be able to kind of capture the authenticity of kind of what he's going through. Um, the movie was inspired by this song called Just Like Old Times by this really great Americana singer-songwriter named Todd Snyder. Um, so a lot of it, you know, springboards from his song and, and from himself, you know. Some, sometimes, you know, there are things that are elements in it that I took kind of inspiration from him and from other really great kind of troubadours, you know, in the in the spirit of like Towns Van Zandt and Johnny Cash and Chris Christopherson and, and people like that who kind of blazed the, the trail of... Uh, Americana singer-songwriters over the years. So it's, it's kind of about uh, and a celebration of uh, troubadours and Americana music and, and troubadours kind of struggling to navigate, you know, the complicated world in you that know, scene. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my 50s. I'm well aware of the silver-tongued devil himself, Chris Christopherson. I don't think this generation really appreciates him. I hardly hear him about him anymore. I know, man. He's such a special special uh, artist and what an interesting, you know, unique guy. Um, yeah, Chris was a real inspiration for this, too. You know, there's a scene in the movie um, that's inspired by his song, To Beat the Devil. And uh, there's some scenes between Michael Dorman, who plays Jesse, the lead character, and Eric Roberts, who plays Skip, where they're kind of going back, quoting, going back and forth, kind of quoting songs and stuff, and some of the stuff they're quoting. The scene itself is inspired by Chris's song to beat the devil, but they're even like quoting, you know, songs, you know, lyrics from some of his work and some of other great singer songwriters work. So yeah, um, Chris definitely deserves his due. This can be described as a crime thriller, as a love story, as a neo-noir Western. How do you, uh, cause sometimes movies like restaurants, they try to be too much. So how are you able to pull this off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a, a great pull quote from one of the critics. Definitely described it as a crime thriller wrapped inside a haunting love story wrapped inside a neo noir western. I, you know, I think some of my favorite films have those kind of elements to it. You know, there's like, you know, you got the kind of Bonnie and Clyde stories where it's like crime thriller love story. Um, and then in the case of our movie, it's just got this really gritty Americana feel. So it's got that kind of western vibe to it a little bit, kind of, you know, set kind of in the south kind of vibe um, with the real kind of Americana vibe to it. And then, you know, the, the noir kind of, you know, kind of portion goes along kind of hand in glove with that kind of crime thriller element. So, you know, some of my favorite stories kind of navigate between those worlds. And, and sometimes, you know, um, you know, kind of you need, uh, when you're in a tough spot, you kind of need other people you can count on. So that kind of love story kind of element 
works well when people find themselves jammed up in, you know, kind of uh, crime noir Western stories, if that makes sense. Yeah. A couple more questions for Justin Corsby, director of Hard Luck Love Song from Roadside Attractions and Lionsgate. Three um, men in your cast have, have been on my show over the years. Dol- Dermot Mulroney, <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, aforementioned Eric Robertson, and Riza, who's a you know, of course, a musical genius and a filmmaker himself. What is it like when you have such a veteran cast and so many creative people? It, it has to be a, a collaborative effort, isn't it? Oh man, it's just a dream come true. You know, this is the first feature film that I directed, and you know, I just feel so fortunate to have been able to you know attract such an amazing cast. Um, you know, Eric Roberts is Academy nominated, you know, Academy Award nominated actor and just incredible. And uh, Dermot Mulroney, you know, I grew up in the 80s. So like, you know, his first role, Young Guns, was like kind of a pivotal movie for me. Um, and so just a real honor to get to work with those guys. And then, you know, growing up kind of, you know, in, in being in high school in the 90s, you know, it's all about the Wu-Tang Clan. So like getting to work with RZA was just a dream come true. We really vibed over, you know, music as storytelling mm-hmm. um i think you know he was really interested in the character and interested in the role but i think even bigger picture he was like we really connected and saw eye to eye as, as music uh as storytelling on on that and really vibed over that and i mean we would go back and forth he'd be like quoting wu-tang lyrics to me and kind of talking me through kind of the visual storytelling elements of some of the lyrics and some of the songs and so yeah we just you know really hit it off and you know as you mentioned he's also not only is he a musical icon and musical genius but he's a great actor um and then he's a filmmaker himself so having him on set was just a real you know blessing um and and, and we were doing a really complicated scene and having another director kind of in the scene as as one of the performers and one of the actors was a real asset to, to being able to pull off this complicated scene so that was amazing did you ask, forever. Yeah. Did you ask him if truly cash rules everything around him? <laughs> I, I I think, you know, I think uh he's in such a zen place these days. I think uh like his uh approach to life kind of rules everything around him these days. You know, you mentioned Eric Roberts and when I had him on the show a couple of times, one time he was flogging a erectile dysfunction medicine, not once, not twice, three times he said, "But I don't need it." And I'm like, all right, he's a uh, thing I like about Eric Roberts is he seems like he's such a gentleman, but he's also a little bit nuts. Did you see that? Oh, absolutely. And got to love that about him. Yeah, he's such a pro and, you know, just such an actor's actor and just so great. And it's been done so many amazing, you know, roles over the years. But there's this like kind of twinkle in his eye and this, you know, kind of, uh, you know, you never you never know what's going to come out of his mouth, and that was like one of the amazing things about having him in this role. This character Skip, um, you know, is, is important and and kind of uh, is sort of kind of a father figure, kind of older brother kind of figure to uh, Carla, the Sophia Bush character in the movie. But so having him have that kind of uh, attitude and kind of keeping Jesse, the Michael Dorman character, on his toes, you know, was kind of part of the beauty of this kind of uh, dynamic between them. So, yeah, Eric was perfect for that. And just, you know, wisecracks and great little <laughs> comebacks and, and kind of uh, sar- sarcastic kind of little uh, nuggets he would throw in there were perfect. I was just going to say, get you in a headlock, give you some noogies. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> Been speaking with Justin Corsby, director of Hard Luck Love Song. This is available, great distribution from Roadside Attractions and Lionsgate. Available now, premium video on demand, and then standard uh, on demand on December 21st. Once again, Hard Luck Love Song. It's going to be a big deal with a huge cast. Justin, congratulations on the film, and thanks for stopping by. Rick, thank you so much for having me, man. This was a real blast. All right. Uh, very cool. Appreciate it. Hey, let's take a break. We'll come on back on the other side with author Craig Storty. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll see you in a second on Sports Pilot. recognize myself anymore I'm really worried about him his addiction I haven't seen him like this ever hey look I, I never wanted to start using I, I knew the drill but I was out of options I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault there are people out there who can help people who have felt your pain they know what you're going through this has to stop I, I'm losing everything Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Come on. You watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than $1,000. If you owe the IRS $5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 
That's 800-846-2153. Oh, come now. Don't be ashamed. (laughs) We all have our idiosyncrasies. wish you would try and slap Rick Tittle's mama's face. He would clown you. All right. Uh, thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show veteran author Craig Storty. He has a really cool book out, uh, which is available from Nicholas Breeley Publishing. It's called The Hunt for Mount Everest. And Craig, welcome to the show. And it's it's amazing to me as we sort of think that this all begins and ends with Sir Edmund uh, Hillary. But for a long time, the Westerners saw Mount Everest, but just getting close to it was a feat in and of itself, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, it was. Because first of all, um, it's it's on the border of Nepal and Tibet. Both countries at the time that people knew about Everest were uh, close to, to Westerners. So even if you wanted to get there, there was a good chance you'd need to be arrested by the Nepalese or by the Tibetans. And eventually the English kind of, well, they snuck in a few times, as you know, and then eventually they got permission for the expedition, which ends my book, which is the 1921 expedition. But as you say, everybody really only knows about the famous 1953 expedition, which is part of the reason I wanted to write the book was to fill in the, the background or write the prequel, if you will. And you think about mountain climbing as a hobby, and, you know, you think about Mont Blanc or maybe a little bit in the Alps, but you get guys like George Mallory wearing a tweed jacket. It's not what we we think now, is it? (laughs) No, uh, not what we think now, and it's terribly uh, uh, sort of commercialized and the most most, uh, cold-resistant equipment and these guys, both in the Alps and even later in the Himalayas, they just had more layers of street clothes than the rest of us wear down at sea level. <laughs> That's about all they had to protect themselves against the elements. It was a, a whole different world and, and a whole different, uh, whole different uh, kind of climbing. Well, let's talk a little bit about this bungled British invasion of Tibet, because then we lead the, the uh, protagonist who has the fantastic name of Francis Young Husband. <laughs> Yes, well, the British, as I say in the book, they were very worried. India was the jewel in the British crown, and anything that threatened India really threatened British, uh, threatened, threatened the economy of Britain, and so they were very sensitive to anybody snooping around in Central Asia getting anywhere near India. And Tibet borders India, and so when they heard that the Russians were in Tibet, which was a complete rumor, complete falsehood, they decided, oh, well, we can't let this stand. We have, to, we have to get them out. And so they had a peace commission, sorry, a frontier commission, as they called it. The Tibetans refused to meet with them because they were violating the, the, the frontier. And then they got, finally they got permission to, to send a second frontier commission 
accompanied by 1,100 soldiers and a lot of cannons and machine guns. And this was the peace commission that <laughs> entered Tibet and, and was theoretically supposed to engage in, in, in talks with the Tibetans who refused to allow foreigners in. And so there was a couple of massacres. They advanced on Lhasa, the capital. The Dalai Lama fled. And they decided that they'd won. And basically from that point on, they, they were in de facto control of Tibet. They actually withdrew. But anything they wanted to do in Tibet, there was nobody who was really going to oppose them. And one of the things they wanted to do was map the country. And that's how some of these early expeditions that, that got close to Everest but never found it, uh, um, that's how they got into the field. And then finally, through the through the goodwill of uh, the um, British ambassador, to unofficial ambassador to Tibet, who was a very good friend of the Dalai Lama. The Dalai Lama said, I trust you, I'll let you let your people in for an expedition. And so that's how, in the end, the first exploration of Everest and the first expedition in 1921 with, with George Mallory, uh, that's how the permission was granted. But if they hadn't sort of made their their presence really strongly felt, I don't know if the Tibetans would ever have given permission. Yeah, and then you think about, too, the, the great game between Imperial England and Imperial Russia just for the control of that area. And, you know, we're at one point talking about two of Queen Victoria's grandsons. I mean, how, how did that lead to some embarrassments for the British? <laughs> well, the, the embarrassment, I would say... Um, the, the invasion of Tibet was the, was the big embarrassment because th- that was predicated on there were, there were Russians in Lhasa and there were all, the Russians were also supplying uh, weapons to the Tibetans basically to fight against either the Chinese or the British. I was a complete rumor, a complete falsehood. The um, viceroy at the time, Lord Curzon, knew that, but he was just very keen to keep the Russians away. And the Russians, for their part, you know, they'd been invaded for centuries by the Mongols from Central Asia. There were terrible atrocities, and they, they were determined to do anything they could never to be invaded <clears throat> by those people again. So anything east of the Caucasus, which is Central Asia, they were determined to exercise, if not control, at least great influence over that area. And the closer they got to India, and they got as close as Afghanistan, which, of course, borders India, the more nervous the British got. And so while the Russians and the British never met each other on the battlefield during the Great Game, there were these proxy wars. Tibet was the, the biggest one, and, and, and the invasion of Afghanistan. Um, they, they were circling each other. They were very, very wary of each other, and um, there was just no trust whatsoever. And the czar, uh, he was um, the son of Catherine the Great, uh, he made it his foreign policy to drive the British into the sea, and he sent some Cossacks out that way to do it. At one point, he entertained a, a, tree, a, a partnership with Napoleon to do it, who also wanted to kick the British out of India. Uh, none of these things came. None of these came to anything, but the, but the British didn't know that, and they were that they just had to protect India at all costs, even if it included killing a lot of people. A couple more questions for author Craig Storty, the new book, The Hunt for Mount Everest. Everest. So in the, the middle of the 19th century, Westerners got a, a measurement. Now, they were trying to reconnoiter the, the, all of India, which was going to take, a, a, obviously, years and years, maybe decades, to, to do it. What was it about they would only get as close to about 40 miles 
not only the governmental um, blocks, but the the physical uh, walls, if you like, uh, as well. How much did it sort of haunt the Mallorys of the world that, you know, because it's there, that they couldn't get there? Well, beginning, you know, uh, as I say in the book, the the um, the height of Everest was determined in 1852 by triangulation by surveyors from Darjeeling, which is just in, in, inside India. Uh, and again, it couldn't be measured uh, directly because you couldn't get there. But triangulation is a very accurate way. If you if you know two points, you can you can assess the height of a third point. And so they knew it was the world's highest mountain from 1852. Now, uh, by 1852, climbing really was just beginning in, in, the, in, in Europe, as, and not to mention in the Himalayas, uh, with the conquest of Mont Blanc. That was earlier, and then the first climb of the Matterhorn. So for, for basically 75 years, people knew the highest mountain in the world is there. Uh, and after climbing matured in, in the Alps, people were saying, well, we need, hi- we need higher mountains to climb. Where will we go next? They initially went to the Caucasus and finally to the Himalayas in 1892. But again, because Nepal was closed to foreigners and Tibet was closed to foreigners, nobody could legally enter uh, Tibet and look for Everest or, or Nepal. So they entered illegally, uh, disguised as, as a Tibetan monk in the case of... Uh, in the case of one guy, um, <laughs> and sneaking in uh, through Sikkim uh, in, in the case of another. Uh, but they were always uh, uh, at risk of being arrested uh, at best, maybe, maybe jailed. And so they just had to, they just had to um, do it illegally until finally they got the permission in 1921. But from 1892 on, it was, it was very frustrating to the world's Himalayan climbers, which everybody was beginning to be, that we know where this incredibly high peak is, and, and no one will let us get there. We just have less than a minute. What did they do about oxygen? We know how the altitude affects the blood cells and, and altitude sickness. How how are they able to deal with that when it's so hard to this day to deal with it? Yes, um, uh, oxygen uh, was 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 within its infancy, and they did take a, one canister of oxygen on the 1921 expedition. Only one member knew how to use it, Alexander Kellis. And so they just climbed without oxygen, which is possible. It's been done since all the great, all the 14 giants have been climbed without oxygen. But it, it certainly limited their strength, their, their stamina, and I think ultimately led to their turning back when they might have been able to make it in 21, but not in the shape they were in. And part of the shape they were in was because they, they didn't have oxygen. Even sleeping with oxygen was really important, not to mention climbing with it. But they, they didn't have oxygen, and so they, um, they suffered the consequences. A fascinating book about the early history of the exploration of Mount Everest. It's called The Hunt for Mount Everest. It is available uh, from uh, our friends over at Nicholas Breeley Publishing, and we've been speaking with the author Craig Storty. Craig, congratulations on a really cool book, and uh, thanks for stopping by. My pleasure. Thank you very much. All right, uh, no doubt. And over the years, I have interviewed people who have climbed Mount Everest, and it's a chore just to get to base camp. I think I'd be happy at base camp. All right, we'll take a quick break. Come on back on Sports Byline.
Whether you're vaccinated or not, it's important to know the symptoms of COVID and its variants. Fever is the leading sign of COVID and the flu, so make sure you use an accurate thermometer. Only the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Non-contact thermometers have no clinical evidence behind them and are not reliable. Be vigilant and seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Learn more at exergen.com. Hey, listen up. Before the weather changes, get new windows in your home and save possibly hundreds on your energy bill. Call the Window Replacement Hotline right now and take advantage of their special savings event. Get your leaky, drafty windows replaced with energy-efficient, beautiful, virtually maintenance-free windows at this year's rock-bottom prices. Our prices are so low, we don't want to scare the competition. The only way to hear about our window savings is to call. Yes, you must call our special toll-free number for the best window replacement prices in town. Get your new windows, patio doors, and more from the Window Replacement Hotline. Get ready for the change in weather. Save on your energy bills. Call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home. Call the Window Replacement Hotline now. 800-685-2080. 800-685-2080. That's 800-685-2080. Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290. 800-693-8290. 800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. Hi, I'm Rick Tittle, and I host the Video Game Review every Sunday night at 9 o'clock Pacific, midnight on the East Coast, right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Video games are way more important than your job, your school, or your relationship, so let's talk about them. Everything from the 2600 to the 360. I don't work for any video game company, so I'll tell you what's worth your money and what stinks. Also, cheat codes, interviews, your calls, I'll give away a game, release dates, all that and more every Sunday night right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Where did you get those clothes? At the toilet store? I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. Thank you for that, and uh, welcome back to the show. What you got? We got a uh, Veterans Day. I'm going to get into uh, some veteran stuff here in a second because we're 
chock full of a lot of the guests the uh, the rest of the way. We do have an open segment leading into the next hour, but other than that, we've got some folks. Um, and uh, my buddy Will McNeil always gives me a report from the Arizona Fall League. We know who the All-Stars are. The A's have one. The Giants have four All-Stars in AFL. So we'll get Will's um, eyewitness report from Phoenix coming up in about an hour and a half. Um, the My Oakland A's are going through a phase right now where it looks like they're going to do another fire sale. And I just uh, was sick of hearing these Matt Olson rumors, so I put out a tweet, if the Athletics, at Athletics trade Matt Olson, um, I will break everything around me within a 10-mile radius. I just looked at it. How many likes does it have? 783 likes. I think some people agree with that sentiment. Jeez Louise. I think we're fed up (laughs) is what it is. But, uh, yeah, it gets old. There was one guy who, there's always those guys, and there are a couple guys that's saying, why are people complaining? Just... We they they want they're they're gonna go to a wild card. I'm like, oh, shoot for the moon. That's great. But anyway, it is Veterans Day, and I'm an American, very patriotic American. And I know the word patriot has been warped and bastardized and uh, basically ruined uh, in some places. But uh, we'll get to that in a second. We have Charlie, another American patriot, calling us from the Empire State of New York. How you doing, Charlie? So, how will uh, how will Olsen look like in pinstripes next year? I don't know. You... How many home runs? Well, with that, sorry. with the short right field, I can't say porch. About... Yeah, I don't know. He'll probably, he'll, he'll probably hit 45. Yeah. I mean, that, that, I was just going to say, I mean, when I, I read your tweet, I'm not on Twitter, but I, I, I follow you, and I read that, and... Yeah, I think I'll I'll lose my S if they trade him. But local stations here and some of like my buddies who are Yankee fans, they're already putting together uh, packages for (laughs) Olsen because you know the Yankees apparently have a a deep farm system. I don't really follow their farm system. They've got a kid named Jason Dominguez who is dad named after Jason Giambi. He's a and he's with two S's. He's a Dominican kid. He's eighteen. You know, and I think about remember Lazarito. You know, he, yes. he was yeah. 18 and he was the next Cespedes. What, what have you heard from Lazarito lately? I'm not interested in an 18-year-old. I'll take a guy who hits 40 jacks and gets gold gloves. I'll take that guy. But why? All right, so tell me a little about Olsen's contract. Is he, is, he's ARB eligible? Like, what, what, or is he, how many more, how, how long is he under control? Well, Matt Olsen, uh, his ARB, um, let me see here. I don't know if it's one year. Or two years. He's got one year. No, uh, two years left. So, I mean, why why not keep him? Try to. I mean, they won't resign him because he'll make mega dollars as a free agent. And you could still. I mean, or are or do you? Or, well, let me ask you this: the, the owners of the A's come to you. You're the GM. You're Bean or whomever. And they say, well, we're going through a transition now. Melvin's gone. We're going to bring a Kotze or whomever. We're going to gut this team. Do you, as the GM, try to fight to keep Olsen and build around him? Or do you realize that we're not going to be able to pay him anyway? So if we're going to rebuild, let's just trade them all. Well, this is the thing. David Force has worked there since 1999, which means 
he has bought in to the whole thing about we're poor, we can't keep anybody. If he had ever in the last 20 plus years spoken up and said, hey, why don't we keep, you know, Gio and Donaldson and these guys, he wouldn't be working there right now. So David Force is part of the problem because he's just going right. to do, and he'll say, oh, we haven't really heard from him. I mean, it's just the defeatist attitude. And plus Matt Olson in arbitration will get at least $12 million. And they don't want and they don't want to yeah. pay anybody twelve million dollars. So no, I, I think no. that's that's most of it is just that you know I mean when an, when an arbitrator and twelve million dollars is a bargain for what he's going to give you, um, and they're going to be like, oh, that's too much. We'll just throw a kid over there. Right, and 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 then you, you're hearing stories about Bassett and my, you know the, the, some of the pitchers are on the way out. Manaya. Uh, they, I heard they just didn't. They uh, uh, Deekman and uh, the guy they got from the Cubs are free agents now. They didn't. Yeah, uh, they they didn't. I'm surprised they didn't want Deekman. And then Chafin said no to the A's. It had to be mutual. So I don't know what the A's said, but uh, Chafin said I'm good. Um. So, uh, so are you anticipating much like uh, the, uh, what I said to you last week? Is winter coming for the A's? Are we going to be pretty bad for the next? A few years. Yeah, I, I think so. I think we're going to be like the pirates. I mean, it's uh, and and it's just going to, it's going to, as you said, it's going to be some schmuck. Uh, no offense to Kotze or Christensen or whoever they pick. I mean, if they wanted Washington, they would have grabbed him by now. And and then David Force said, "We don't need a manager until next year," which shows that they're completely not even thinking about that. They've never really valued managers very highly anyway that's why bob melvin if bob melvin if bob melvin wasn't from the bay area and grew up going to games and concerts at the coliseum i don't think he would have stuck around this long he just liked being he he liked being at home yeah Yeah, i I agree i think he stuck longer just because of his ties to the area and 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 i'm you know and and you know and he's in a much better position now all right well um, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, we'll have, a, so are they a hundred loss team next year? Well, it's going to be dominoes. You might remember I, I, when I was working in television, I, I told a buddy of mine, uh, you know, uh, he walked into work and I said, the A's traded Tim Hudson. And he said, no, no, they traded Mark Mulder. And I said, no, no, Hudson too. It was like back to back days. <laughs> Do you remember that? It was like back to back days. No, I remember those. Yeah. And yeah, no, I remember yeah, and the the guys we got from Atlanta it was like, what was his name? Dan, what's his face? The pitcher and Cruz, and it just was just yeah. garbage package. Garbage. Charles garbage. Thomas was a left fielder who maybe played three games for the A's, and the only good thing out of Mulder was Danny Heron. That was the only good no, thing. We did get Derek Barton. We did get Derek Barton in that trade, <laughs> and he was. <laughs> He was the uh, the the uh, the jewel of the crown uh, for that system because you know and, and then wasn't they, the other one Kiko Calero Kiko Isn't Calero came yeah Kiko Calero was part of that deal and he went right into the bullpen so yeah the the Cardinal deal was better than the Atlanta deal but uh, I don't remember his name I want to say Dan Moffat that wasn't it but I remember John Baker told me that he was playing catch with him at spring training and then he saw uh, a ball hit at BP hit him right in the temple and. <laughs> The guy said right before, he goes, hey, I might get hit in the head today. And one second later, he got hit in the head. He says it's the yeah. damnedest thing he's ever seen. Yeah, well, I'm, well, I'm anticipating a clean, you know, they're just going to clean house. And, and, uh, well, hey, at least the Warriors are in first place. The Warrior, I know. And, and all, all uh, Andrew Wiggins has to do is play his old team. 
I, why can't he play like that at least 70% of the time? <laughs> I'll take half. Play, I mean, <laughs> why can't he play like that 70%, 60% of the time? Anyway. Uh, too good. All right, hey, right, thanks for the, the call, Charlie. I appreciate it. Yeah, the Warriors on Fuego and the lobs to Gary Payton the second. I mean, I, they're, they're just, there's some feel-good going on there uh, south of Chana Basin. Um, I'm going to take a look at some, this is what I usually do on Veterans Day. I'll, I'll take a look at some of the Forgotten Wars. But, of course, our first official war, I mean, listen, Americans fought in the um, Queen Anne's War, which was really the first world war. Uh, we call it the French and Indian War here. And, I mean, George Washington was a pretty disastrous lieutenant for the British Army in that war. Um, and uh, you wouldn't think that he would end up being such a, a hero as he grew older. But, yeah, he was a we all were loyal British subjects at the time until things got a little out of hand. But, you know, you think about the Revolutionary War, um, that was also fought a little bit in India, in the Caribbean, in Gibraltar, in South America. You don't hear a lot about that. Um, you think about how much the French helped us, the Polish observers. Imagine that, like the Polish army officers would come over here and say, you're doing this wrong, you're doing that right. The Dutch as well. <clears throat> but I think one of the things... You know, it's funny, like history, I will say German auxiliaries, they were, um, some people would say mercenaries, but a lot of them were just told by the Prince of Hesse, you're going over there and you're fighting. There were a lot of loyalists, too. There's a red flag with the Union Jack upper left. I've always said, as I'm a student of history, uh, and was a history major for three years, that I would have been a loyalist until the um, Stamp Act. That's when I would have said, okay, I'm done. And that is everything you did in your life had to get a stamp and then would have to get taxed. Like everything you did. I'm like, all right, this, this is out of control. But if you look at Sam Adams, in my mind, Sam Adams was basically a terrorist. He would go in, pull a mayor out of his house, tar and feather him, burn the house down, and break everything in his house. <laughs> He's regarded... Of course, he's not one of the founding fathers, but, of course, cousin to John Adams. And now it's like, oh, he made beer. By the way, Sam Adams beer, is there any lousier beer outside of Coors? Coors is just water with Raid sprayed on top of it. And then you get the Sam Adams beer. Anyway, this is brought to you by Sam Adams and Coors. Silver Bullet, Rocky Mountain. But I think about the Iroquois League, which... A lot of what our Constitution was based on is how the Iroquois got all these different nations together, and yet the Iroquois split on this. And so on our side, the U.S. side, you had the Oneida, you had the uh, Tuscarora on the British side, the, um, the Mohawks, the Seneca, the Onondaga, and then even outside the Iroquois League, the Choctaw fought with the Americans, the Cherokee at one point fought on the, the British side. So uh, we'll, we'll get into all that later. And there will be a quiz uh, as well. But let's take a quick break, and we will come on back on Sports Pilot.
they come when they can't play square. They promise to love till death do the part. I wonder if my parents will ever be a part. you have a home that you don't want anymore? We can buy it from you within 24 hours, any home, size, or condition. For over 20 years, we've been buying homes for cash and helping homeowners sell their homes immediately with no listings or strangers walking through your home. Are you moving? Did you lose your job? Going through a divorce? Whatever the reason, if you're in a bind and you know that you need to sell your house fast, call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. We'll make you a serious cash offer to buy your home in 24 hours and let you walk away from it. No listing, no waiting. Sell any home, any size, any condition now. Call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. Make this free call now. 800 306 1760 Hey travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Wait! She must have meant 10 o'clock at night. Do you think? Why would she have you meet her in a bar at 10 in the morning? I just figured she was a raging alcoholic.
I wish you would try and slap Rick Tittle's mama's face. He would clown you. I would clown you. That's right. Um, coming up, uh, by the way, we're moving Will McNeil to uh, ten twelve because uh, I've just told we might have someone else in the eleven twenty five. Will's good. He's going to report from the Arizona Fall League. Um, you know, it's interesting too is that <clears throat> in the history of American wars, they list things like you know Cherokee American War, North Northwest Indian War. Uh, the Battle of Fallen Timbers, you know, you think about Daniel Boone and all that. Uh, people don't really want to talk about that stuff anymore, but it did happen. But I think one of the, you know, I, I always love the Battle of Jenkins Ear. I talk about that a lot. Um, but how about the Quasi-War? The Quasimodo War. The Quasimor. And it was basically, um, you know, as, as soon as, Britain lost the war. All they started doing was screwing with us nonstop, which led to the War of 1812 would have them, you know, burn down our capital, basically. Uh, But (laughs) they immediately were like, well, you guys won, but we're still going to screw with you nonstop. And then so we're like, okay, well, we we have to fight you in another war. That was the War of 1812. But the French, right after they helped us, and then, of course, they had their revolution, so they started screwing with all our American shipping, just like the British did. Started taking over our boats, and uh, so we had a little bit of a quasi-war, because they call it the quasi-war because it was an undeclared war. And... A lot of people sort of think of it as a police action, not unlike the Korean War or our involvement in uh, Vietnam. But uh, it was a, um, uh, we went at it a little bit. I think about the USS Constellation against L'Insurgent. How about that, the insurgent? The United States ship Constellation versus L'Insurgent. But anyway... The war ended. I remember the, the ship that the Americans captured was called the Sandwich. I wonder where they got that one. <laughs> you think they stole it from the British? I don't know. Maybe. Welcome aboard. What do you call this ship? Sandwich. Sounds good. All right. We got another two hours. Come on back. Radio News with Lance Pride. As the United Nations climate talks in Glasgow, Scotland keep going on and on, United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres on Thursday said the goal of limiting global warming to 1.5 degrees is on life support. It should be noted so far the talks are not reaching any of the United Nations' three goals, that is mitigation, adaptation, and financing. The murder or self-defense case against Kyle Rittenhouse was thrown into jeopardy Wednesday when his lawyers asked for a mistrial over what appeared to be illegal questioning by Rittenhouse Chief Prosecutor Thomas Binger. Judge Bruce Schroeder loudly and angrily accused Binger of pursuing an improper line of questioning and trying to introduce testimony that the judge earlier said he was inclined to prohibit. 
Last week's deadly Astro World concert in Houston, Texas, has seen at least 58 civil lawsuits filed in Harris County District Court in connection to the disaster as of Wednesday. USA Radio News. Rob tried to manage his constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating day after day. After realizing it was irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC, he found another way and finally said yes to adding Linzess. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two years old. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Abbey and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. As inflation in America jumped again in October to 6.2%, it's like paying taxes twice on the items you buy every day. Wednesday's inflation numbers jump was the worst in 30 years. With the Thanksgiving family gathering about two weeks away, we're all wondering the price of our protein this year. Amid inflation fears and higher gasoline prices already, now Americans are being told to expect meat prices to climb. CNN's reporting that Tyson Foods, Conagra, and Kraft Heinz have all notified retail customers their frozen and refrigerated meat prices are likely to be increased soon. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. The International Space Station performed a short engine burn on Wednesday to avoid potentially hitting a chunk of space junk. The agency confirmed on Twitter it had successfully performed the shift and that the ISS is now safe from a fragment described as a piece from a Chinese weather satellite. Thanks for listening. This is USA Radio News. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. Republican Congressman James Comer on Newsmax Wednesday said the growing inflation numbers shouldn't surprise anyone, considering how the government is printing money. Well, it should come as no surprise to anyone. When the government keeps printing money, it devalues the money, and it's going to create inflation. And inflation is the ultimate tax on the poor. So everything the Biden administration is doing now from an economic policy standpoint is counter to helping working middle-class Americans. So uh, that's why we voted in mass against the infrastructure bill. It's a terrible time to try to do infrastructure when you have inflation. There's not going to be a lot of infrastructure in the bill because of the cost of raw materials now. The Biden administration needs to get inflation under control before they continue on this reckless spending spree. Inflation is now at 6.2% in October when compared to the October number near the end of the Trump administration. As China announced it will continue to build and burn coal-powered electric plants for decades to come, U.S. climate on 
convoy, John Kerry says the United States will end all coal-burning plants by the end of the decade. That will hurt Mr. Comer's constituents back in Kentucky. The entire postal fleet, if they're going to continue to pass legislation that gives subsidies to people to buy electric vehicles, that electricity in America comes from coal. So if you're going to cut off coal production and cut off oil and gas drilling in America, I don't know where we're going to get energy. So this is another bad policy being talked about by the Biden administration. USA Radio News, I'm Lance Pry. What are you so happy about? I'm on the pill. Aren't you two a bit old to worry about having more kids? Not her, me. Uh, you lost me there, buddy. Steel man pills. Things weren't always looking up if you catch my drift. So my doctor prescribed me a little something. Like Viagra? Yeah, but that's expensive and it wasn't covered by my insurance. Steel man pills cost me less than three bucks a pill and virtually the same effect. I just called and got over 40 pills for only $99. I have this friend who might be looking. Well, if your friend wants some help, the consultation is free over the phone. No clinic. Steel Man Pills sends it in the mail in a confidential package. I'm on it. I mean, my friend will be on it. Steel Man Pills. Going the extra mile to help men with erectile dysfunction. 800-399-3691. 800-399-3691. That's 800-399-3691. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Hey, hey, thank you, and welcome back to the program. Rick Tittle with you, titillating sports. I'm your eponymous host. How are you? Happy Veterans Day <clears throat> to all members of the military community, families as well. Coming up after the break, we're going to check in from the Arizona Fall League, as we do every year. Always great to have my man Will McNeil down there to give us an eyewitness report. We have uh, Kimberly Schenk, who is a uh, former Air Force officer and entrepreneur. She'll join us in a little less than 20 minutes. We have Dr. Lydia King, who has written the great sports book, Patient Zero, A Curious History of the World's Worst Diseases. <clears throat> All right, maybe it's not sports. Against the numbers, John Wright is going to come in and talk a little cricket. And, um, and then at 1140, we'll bring in author Rob Goldman, who's written a book about the United States women's national team here in America called The Sisterhood, y'all. No traveling pants. Thomas Jefferson was president when we had our first Barbary War on the uh, south coast of the Med. And you got to remember at that time who we were fighting, and that was a four-year war. It was against Tripolitania. Tripolitania, or the Tripoli Kingdom, the shores of Tripoli. That's where it comes from, United States Marines. Tun Tavern, Philadelphia. But... Tripolitania, that was the name of that area for about 400 years because that was the Ottoman Empire. They went down there and they made that the kingdom. But the alliance that the United States had in that was that the Swedes were actually uh, helping us out. 
When was the last time Sweden dipped their toe in any type of bellicose situation? <laughs> Maybe that was it, but yeah, that was that was Thomas Jefferson's war, that first Barbary War. It, uh, these are all veterans, folks. These are all reason why I'm sitting here talking about the Arizona Fall League is because of people like that who fought for us. It's just a fact. All right, uh, we're on the TuneIn app, the iHeartRadio app, the Stitcher app. We are on twitch.tv. Hello to everyone watching there. Search for Sports Byline. Come on back. With just one spray of Microband 24, your hard surfaces are sanitized for up to 24 hours. Touch after touch after touch. So six hours from now? Still sanitized. 12 hours? Yep. 18 hours. We're really doing this. 24 hours. When used as directed, one spray of Microband keeps killing 99.9% of bacteria touch after touch for, yeah, up to 24 hours. Wow. Microband 24, the sanitizer four out of five doctors would use in their own homes. So why aren't you? Trade pros. Whether you specialize in service or new construction, Ferguson knows firsthand how much work goes into a long day on the job, which is why we're committed to offering the products and solutions to get every job done right. With over a 1,000 locations, an unmatched selection of specialty products, tools, and supplies, our pro pickup and Samer next day delivery, you can trust that doing business with Ferguson will be the easiest part of your hard day's work. Visit ferguson.com to find a counter location near you. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759. 800-449-1759. 800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Seventeen fifty nine. 
hour two of titillating sports you thought it couldn't get any better but it's better rick tittle is back he's so great i can't believe how awesome he is more sports talk yes couldn't get any better but it's better rick tittle is back he's so great i can't believe how awesome he is more sports talk yes hour two of titillating sports hey check out channel nine check out rick tittle all right, check me out coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Great to have you with us, especially on a uh, Veterans Day to all the troops out there. We'll get more into that as we go along. But it's uh, always great to be joined by my main man, Will McNeil. He is at the Arizona Folly getting his uh, eyes on the uh, the young talent uh, that's down there. And we'll get to that in just a second. But, uh, well, first of all, I want to ask you about uh, Ray Fossey, who recently passed away a few weeks ago, and uh, you're one of the biggest Ace fans out there. Of course, Will, the inventor of the Balfour Rage, also a guy who uh, has thrown out a first pitch at the Coliseum. But, I mean, Ray would literally talk about you uh, on the air, and uh, you were you were closer to him than most fans. Uh, what, what are your thoughts about Ray? Oh, man, the passing of Ray Fossey. I mean, we knew when he was out the cancer diagnosis and everything else, I had a feeling things weren't good. If Ray's not on the air, you knew it had to be something serious to take him away from the game of baseball. I mean, that's his life. He loves it. And he loves his family and everything else. But, yeah, it was uh, it was very tough news when that came out, to say the least. Uh, I mean, there was no inkling. I mean, we didn't know about his diagnosis for 16 years. We didn't know what was going on. But, just yeah, that was a very tough passing. Love talking to the man. I love him giving me a hard time on air. That was, that was always fun. He always loved it. My phone would blow up, and I'd look at it and just – and the story, he's just going to be missed so much. He was the face of our franchise. It's its devastating to know that uh, we're not going to have Fossey on air. We're not going to have him on the radio. It's just We're not going to have him, period, at the ballpark. And that's just going to be very tough. And I know when they do the opening day memorial for him, it's going to be, uh, I think there'll be a lot of uh, not dry eyes in the stadium, to say the least. I know I'll probably be in tears, that's for sure. No doubt. And also, um, you know, there's rumors uh, of a fire sale. You know, Bob Melvin got out of Dodge and. You think about, like just yesterday, I, I tweeted out, if they trade Matt Olson, I'm going to break everything around me. It's got nearly almost 800 likes. I mean, a lot of people are definitely agreeing with me. And you put out a, 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 a an expletive-filled <laughs> uh, tweet about the state of the A's. Uh, look, we're all you and I, we're lifers. We're suckers. We're always going to go. But a lot of people are at their wits' end, Will. Oh, I mean, yeah, you and I are suckers. I mean, we have sucker written on our forehead. There's no way we would not be at the ballpark, no matter what. I mean, if there's, if they had a day where only 20 of us showed up, we'd be the loudest ones there. I know that for a fact. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm right there with you. I'm, I love it too dang much just to not go, give it up, whatever. Yeah, uh, having my ticket prices go up, uh, seeing tickets go up 40% was uh, nice. I kicked it or you know what. But, uh yeah, I'm a sucker. I paid it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be there no matter what. And uh, with the whole uh, burning the town down in 10 miles, I'm down there with you. I'll be, I'll be right there with you, torching <laughs> stuff if we have to. All right, let's, let's talk about the good stuff. The Fall League, um, this is a league for some top prospects, and um, very cool to see that Logan Davidson made the All-Star team. This was A's first-round pick out of uh, Clemson, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, a guy who... They're hoping is the shortstop of the future. What positions has he's been has he been playing, and what do you think of Logan? He's been playing short, and he's also been playing third base here. He's I've seen him more of third base down here so far in the fall league. It's like they're trying to give him another position. It's almost like they're trying to trade some uh, guy named Chapman. It almost <laughs> looks like, but he's uh, 
Defensively, he's like pretty solid. Uh, the bat's still trying to come around. I think he's having a little bit of a hard adjustment to pro ball still because uh, he wasn't very. He didn't have a great time in Vermont. Midland wasn't very strong. His strikeout rate was pretty high. He's cut down on that so far down here in the fall league. And he hit two baseballs last night that I thought were absolutely gone and for some reason died in the Arizona air. And they were both to like deep center. So, I mean, he's got the power there. It's, just, it's all slowly coming together. Hopefully those uh, deep fly ball or deep fly balls become home runs here shortly. But he's got the potential. I mean, he was a first-round pick, so it's there. When you look around the uh, the Eastern uh, All-Stars, as they have it, and they're going to have that game uh, coming up here on uh, Saturday, the, the Giants, of course, had their best season ever, at least win total-wise, with 107. Four All-Stars, Hunter Bishop, the Bay Area, he did, did exactly what Barry Bonds did. He went to Sarah High and Arizona State. You look at R.J. Dabovich, who I hadn't heard of before, and Gregory Santos, some pitchers. But there's Marco Luciano, you know, who's basically their top prospect now. They're their guy who's going to take over, I guess, someday for Crawford, or maybe he'll play second base. But we also saw Jeter Downs of Boston. And um, who else has been sticking out for you? I mean, I'm going to go with the guys on Mesa because I see them all the dang time. It's J.J. Bleday. That is one of the – I've heard a lot about that kid coming in. Everybody said he had a down year, but uh, here during fall, he's uh, basically making up for everything about a down year and increasing his prospect stock again. He's, like I think, believe the number 68 prospect in all of baseball. But his uh, power numbers have really been impressive down here. I mean, he hit a home run on his birthday, which is probably very hard to do if a mid-November birthday they hit a home run on it, unless the World Series, the Marlins ever made it, or ever got pushed all the way back to some crazy reason. But uh, he's incredible. He- like one of those five tool guys he's impressed and then uh yeah the, uh, let's see also mario he's another guy who i mean absolutely dominated stockton so i was so thrilled when he got out of the league and he's dominating down here again he's one of those kids who'll probably fast track if the giants need to do it yeah and that's the other thing too i i, I shortchanged the giants patrick bailey is also an all-star their first round pick the catcher uh jj Blade for people who don't know is a miami marlins prospect but yeah outside of logan davidson who are the other oakland guys and and how have they been uh jeff criswell is one of the guys who was impressed immensely uh he was i believe the fifth round pick out of michigan out of 2020 he's the guy who missed a lot of the season with lansing because he had a shoulder injury so i think only made one or two starts but down here is second in the league in strikeouts era is a little high but from what i've got to see of him he's got some power arm stuff and another guy we might see fast track to the coliseum uh, Hogan Harris, another guy who pitched in Stockton in 19, missed all of last season with uh, shoulder injuries, is trying to get his work in down here. I gave me one of the funniest stories. Is there's not many people here at these games, maybe 300 people tops. He threw a slider. He thought it was a slider. Didn't really do much for him. Struck the guy, and he's like, well, I didn't slide much now, did it? But his stuff's looking pretty good. He's just trying to get, that, get the mechanical stuff back going again. And the one kid who I know has potential, just I was surprised they sent him down here because he spent all year in Stockton, is Pedro Santos. Guy's got a high velocity, high high stuff, but he's slowly working on getting that going, and we'll see what he can do. How is, you know, like Old Town Scottsdale and the, the Rusty Spur, is it is it still nightlife on the weekends, or is it, you know, kind of dead right now? It's Arizona, man. It's nightlife central no matter where you're at almost around here, especially downtown Scottsdale and Tempe. The college kids are going nuts. They uh, they think COVID's already gone. They're just going ballistic down here. Uh, so yeah, if you want to wear if you don't want to wear a mask, uh, I don't think the basketballs are down here at all. 
I keep mine on because, uh, yeah, it's a little scary down here. One more question for you, Will. And uh, obviously it, it hurts to see Melvin go, but it was cool that we got, you know, a decade plus out of him. But I think if they had, you know, forced already, that, that's such a defeatist attitude and forced saying, hey, we don't even need a manager right now. It's just such not a priority. Um, but if they wanted Wash, they would have got him by now, I think. Not saying that they might not at some point, but I think it's either going to be Kotze or Christensen. And no offense to Ryan Christensen, but if it's one of those two, I'd, I'd rather go with Kotze. I think he has a lot more personality, and he was a much better player. Plus, he worked in the front office as well, so I think he knows um, personnel a little bit better. But whoever it is, it's going to be a guy on the cheap, and it'll probably be a rebuild. But but for you, out of uh, who would you like to see be the next skipper? I mean, honestly, Ryan Christensen, every level he coached in the minor league system, he made the team a winner. Like he did, like or they were one of the best teams in the league. Like Stockton, he was that way. He won a couple championships with Midland. He won a championship with the Mesa Solar Sox when he managed down here. The guy has a great managerial pedigree. So I mean, if we do it with him, that's great. Kotze, I say, would be an ideal one because of his personality. I mean, he has a personality. He's been around Melvin for so darn long. He's been around the front office for so long. He's done multiple things for the Oakland A's organization. He would be great. And my dark horse pick, I mean, I would love Juan Washington. You already know this. I mean, we all would. All the A's fans would. My dark horse pick is if he hangs up the spikes, is Stephen Vogt. Keep an eye on that one. If he hangs it up, I could see Stephen Vogt become the skipper of the Oakland Athletics. Wow, that would be a shocker. But uh, I think a lot of fans would uh, actually uh, embrace that, kind of a, in a Jeff Ross, uh, or I should say uh, – um, uh, a Ross type of way when uh, he left the Cubs and became the skipper. We've been speaking with Will McNeil, Arizona Fall League, eyewitness stuff. Will, thanks a lot, buddy, man. Really appreciate it. You got it, Rick. Thank you so much, and happy Veterans Day. Thank you all veterans for what you do. Yes, and a segue to that, we will come back with a uh, Air Force Captain, Kimberly Shank. We'll do that next. a COVID-19 update pertaining to cruise travel. Everyone wants to get away and go on a vacation, but let's face it, there's a COVID fear factor out there. But here's some good news. Taking a cruise is probably the safest place you can be right now. All cruise lines have initiated very thorough testing requirements for all passengers and employees. They've also enhanced their air filtration systems, continual cleaning of the cruise ships, and have much stricter occupancy limitations. What that means for you is you can have peace of mind knowing you can have a wonderful vacation on a cruise ship without putting yourself in a severe risk of getting sick. Make your cruise vacation plans now. Call and let one of Viva Voyage's cruise experts help you find the safest cruise package at the lowest rates of the year. 800-585-4760-800-585-4760-800-585-4760. That's 800-585-4760. Hello? You there in the car. Listen, if I was a cop, I'd pull you over and ask to see your insurance. Woo, I bet that would scare the heck out of you. <laughs> but seriously, I still want you to get your insurance papers out. Whoa, that's ridiculous. Look, we all have cars. That means insurance. But newsflash, you don't have to pay a fortune for it. 
What smart people all over the United States are doing is saving hundreds of dollars calling AIS Insurance. Some of you could be saving up to $600 a year. Maybe with an extra $600, you can get your car washed at least once a month. I mean, come on, look at it. Look, my job is to help you save money on your car insurance. So pick up the phone, call AIS Insurance right now, and get your car washed, please. 800-756-3744-800-756-3744-800-756-3744. That's 800-756-3744. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorns Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. Or an art critic. That painting is bad. so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. Uh, all right, whatever works. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Very poignant, of course, on a uh, Veterans Day. And with that in mind, we're uh, quite proud to welcome a uh, great American herself. And it is uh, Kimberly Schenk, a former Air Force uh, veteran officer and uh, pilot now and uh, entrepreneur and uh, Kimberly, welcome to the show. And um, you're a local kid too, right? Hey, Rick. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. I am. I am a local kid, although I grew up in uh, Placerville for uh, a majority of my younger years, so a little bit up the hill from here. So but you're yeah. from you're from Hangtown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you to go get a drink. You guys would what, go to Folsom. Yeah. <laughs> I got you nailed. Although, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we would fly a plane. Hey, fly a plane <laughs> down to to the city every once in a while. Well, that's yeah. the thing people should know. You this got into your blood early, and and you were a teenager, and you were already flying, right? Yeah. Yep. I had my private pilot's license when I turned seventeen. I was flying all all my life. My dad, uh, he actually flew for the California Highway Patrol Search and Rescue uh, for you know twenty plus years. Search and rescue or giving people tickets, be honest. <laughs> well, there was a combination of both in there, but <laughs> yes, you know. 
All right. Well, yeah. and by the way, when you were a kid, what was it like? Piper Cubs and Cessnas, things like that? Cessna. Yep. Cessna 172. Little, tiny, slow, slow plane, but yeah, so, so fun. Did you ever, uh, any, any moments of peril or is that overblown? No, no. Actually, those things are, those things are hard to fall out of the sky. They, you can glide those down even if you lose your engine. That's why they're really, really fun. So no moments of peril at all. All right, so um, I, I just love the fact that, you know, here's this young lady in Placerville that loves flying, and then you turn that into a career in the United States Air Force, getting top-secret security clearance, and, uh, you know, it's just running intelligence models. And uh, I, I just love, how did that jump happen? Because that's not something that happens overnight. Well, you know, the the flying passion, you know, I always had this dream that I was going to be a, a fighter pilot in the Air Force, went to the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs and had this revelation that I love math and data science. <laughs> so kind of took a hard right turn and, and went into that, uh, ended up after graduating, going to MIT and, and getting my master's in uh, data science applications. And so that's kind of what led me to get a really cool experience and job with that top secret security clearance, working um, I got to be stationed at Pearl Harbor, working for a three-star general on stuff in the Pacific. So uh, it was, I ended up doing a lot of support for those fighter pilots from the, you know, the, the modeling side behind a desk, but it was actually really pretty incredible. Very few times in the history of humanity that people said, I fell in love with math. So yeah. <laughs> more, more power to you. My, my dad is a naval officer, was stationed at Pearl Harbor, but before it was a state... Oh. Back in the day, yeah. So for you, I mean, with all your expertise, obviously you go to the Air Force Academy and, and MIT, uh, about as sharp as it comes. What about, you know, your work on the uh, the air missile defense in that Pacific Rim, in that theater? Yeah, we actually ended up getting to do uh, a bunch of really cool things that, you know, some of it I'm not even supposed to remember or ever talk about, but um, our team there, we, we got to, we actually won one of the top prizes. Uh, we call it the, the Barchi prize, the Richard H. Barchi prize in 2013 for doing a, a huge piece of work on improving the integrated air missile defense in the Pacific area. So, um, you know, for me, that sounds like a lot of work, mumbo jumbo probably to everyone out there. But for me, that was a really huge accomplishment, especially the amount of time and effort we put into that. Did we ever get close to some secret like DEFCON 5 and finger on the button and, and we never knew about it? Uh, I cannot verify or deny, <laughs> but no. <laughs> couple more questions for Kimberly Shank. Okay, so you get out of the military and you become, uh, no surprise, successful again, great entrepreneur, and especially when it came uh, to tech. How did you get involved there? Well, honestly, when I was at MIT, I was always super fascinated by the things that we were studying and how they were coming to fruition in, in the tech side of the house in Silicon Valley. So made my way out to dip my toes into that and start that second career um, and ended up getting to do a really some cool things like build out the entire data organization at Eventbrite um, before they, right before they IPO'd went to another tech startup that had to do with um, data science applications and led the product development organization. So really, uh, I, you know, I thought it was 
very interesting to be able to take a lot of what I had learned and honestly a lot of what I had applied in the military and kind of bring it into the Bay Area, especially in the tech industry. So, Well, you founded Novi, N-O-V-I, and it's very yeah. interesting about the way chemicals and materials are discovered and, and, and purchased. And I think more than ever, people want that kind of transparency. How did that come together? Yeah. Well, I think what happens to a lot of driven people that get into the tech scene is they get excited about potentially starting something of their own. And when in 2017, I actually got pregnant and got obsessed with ingredients and what was going into my products and was kind of one of those early consumers that we all, you know, are starting to trend towards now that want to know, hey, what, what ingredients are in the food I'm eating and the products I'm using and the household cleaning stuff I'm using. And so I ended up starting a company actually that, uh, you know, was a, focused on building personal care products, a brand to do that. And um, during that process, raised a round of venture capital um, and started building actual physical products and experienced firsthand that, hey, you know, consumer demand is shifting, but the industry, uh, the brands that are actually building these products, uh, it had not caught up. The tools were not there. And it was a huge, it's a massive data problem. If you think about the chemical industry is a $5 trillion industry. It's the underpinning of everything we as consumers consume. <laughs> and so uh, the data that's required to understand those materials and, you know, help brands discover better, sustainable, more healthier materials is pretty complex. And so that, you know, with my data lens, I saw that as a really, really hard problem that I wanted to sink my teeth into. And that's what led to the beginnings of Novi and, we ended up, you know, starting that company at the end of 2019 and raising our first round of funding in 2020. So that that's how that came to be. Raising funding during the pandemic, that was fun, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> Zoom calls to, to meet folks and, and pitch your business is not always the, the easiest thing. But, um, yeah, yeah, we made it through. Well, I, I love how you, you talk about the products developed through the um, democratization of data and yeah. basically just the, uh, you know, getting all the uh, data together and then sifting through it. And that's what you guys do, huh? Yeah. I think what's, um, what was fascinating from a brand building perspective is uh, most of these brands, because of the data is so complicated and so hard to get, you know, supply chain data is very, very hard to get your hands on. They're putting products in market that they don't actually know what's in their products. You know, you take that fish oil vitamin and it might not be fish oil, but <laughs> I mean, honestly, like a lot of these brands are struggling with that. And so uh, there's so many brands out there that now want to make and do the right thing and put better products into the hands of consumers. And so that democratization aspect is saying, like, they have the right to know and they have the right to get access to better materials. And how do we do that? We have to solve it through data. So that, that is the lens that we take. There she is, the pride of Placerville and the Air Force Academy and MIT. You know, what's funny is that in last summer I was in Placerville and the movie theater there was closed. But on the marquee it said real big, stop buying Chinese tools. So... <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little reminder. I just thought I'd throw that in there, a little hangtown home cooking for you. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> Kimberly Schenk uh, from Novi, and uh, everyone says thank you for your service, but uh, seriously, uh, we appreciate everything that you've done 
protecting us and our allies, and uh, all the best going forward. Thank you. Thank you very much. It was great to be here and chat with you, Rick. No doubt. Can really shank everyone. And, uh, you know, if you've been to Placerville, it's just, you know, up Highway 50 and uh, part of the gold country, the Sierra Foothills, is if you're going towards... um, if you're going towards South Lake Tahoe, but uh, you know, you, you know, you can, uh, you can come out of anywhere and be a star like Kimberly. It's a pretty cool story. All right. We'll take a quick break. Come on back on sports pilot. city streets to back roads from road warrior to carpooler there are some things you can always count on like the reliability durability and power of diehard america's most trusted auto battery no matter where your journey takes you count on diehard to get you started on the road ahead available at your local advance auto parts and participating carquest stores When you want to protect your IRA or 401k, don't trust it to just anyone's hands. It's your money. You earned it, and you deserve the best protection available. That's where Augusta Precious Metals comes in. We've provided gold and silver IRAs to thousands of Americans, including Joe Montana himself, the Hall of Fame quarterback. Augusta is trusted by all these people because we have a simple process requiring little more than a phone call to book an appointment for a one-on-one web conference on the benefits of buying gold inside your IRA. Our objective, to educate you on the economy and on the way Americans are using gold as an important part of their wealth protection plans. So do what Joe Montana did. Protect your IRA with gold and silver. Call Augusta Precious Metals right now. 800-251-0427. That's 800-251-0427. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968 That's 800-817-2968 I need a tech gift my wife can use at home, the office, or on the road. It's possible with Staples Connect. I need a gift for the person who has everything. 
everything, including a super thoughtful daughter. Also possible, because Staples Connect has the innovative tech gifts your loved ones need to work and learn from anywhere. Like right now, save up to $50 on select Apple AirPods. This holiday, explore what's new at your local Staples store or staplesconnect.com. Staples Connect, the working and learning store. Ends 1120, limit two while supplies last. Oh, I would love that. And then maybe afterwards we can go field herping. That's when you go out and you look for reptiles. Rick Tittle once threw a tennis ball at a donkey. All right. uh, Thank you for that. And welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's great to be joined now by author Dr. Lydia Kang. She has a new book that she has co-written with Nate Peterson. It's called Patient Zero, A Curious History of the World's Worst Diseases. It is available paperback from Workman publishing and uh doctor thanks for coming on and uh good timing with the book huh yeah it was a little bit unexpected to be honest because we uh started to write the book before the pandemic so it was a bit of a surprise for us well if you think about throughout history and you know you think about a guy like pizarro who you know destroyed the incas with one cannon and lots of diseases i mean it's just it's something that's been with us forever hasn't it it really has. I mean, honestly, our um, entire civilization, like the human race, has grown up um, throughout the the very long period of time hand-in-hand with, hand with infectious diseases. So they've been with us for a really long time. What would you say, um, you know, if I think about the Grande Armée of Napoleon uh, with the uh, the typhus and, of course, smallpox when we were first becoming a country, um, how would they handle that? Because, you know, we always hear that they would just, you know, scratch your arm, take like a bleeding sore from a corpse and just push it right in and Russian roulette it, right? Oh, you mean as far as like trying to get smallpox to, uh, immunize like yourself, to inoculate yeah. yourself? Right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's a really interesting um, history because um, before vaccines existed, people were doing this thing called inoculation or variolation. So they'd, like, take, like, an old crusty scab from, like, a smallpox um, lesion, and people would, you know, in different countries and stuff, there were different methods. Sometimes they would stuff the scab up their nose, or sometimes they would scratch the little, you know, pustule and then scratch it into your skin. And so in, in that way, they could give themselves, hopefully, a lighter version of smallpox that didn't kill them, and then it would keep them immune forever. Um, So that was actually done for several hundred years, like into the 1700s. But in 1700s, there were a couple of guys that were like, hey, why is it that milkmaids have these beautiful complexions and they don't seem to be getting smallpox? And it was because they were getting something called cowpox, which is the cow version of smallpox. So they would take little bits of cowpox and scratch it into other people who would get a very mild version of cowpox, and then they'd be immune to smallpox. So that was the actual first vaccine, which interestingly, the word vaccine comes from the Latin word for vaca, which is cow. So Mm. that's all from the 1700s, which is, you know, quite a while ago. Wow. 
Yeah, we have a Vacaville, a cow town up here in Northern California, and, and you're absolutely right. That is the Latin root. I never knew that. Um, <laughs> famous patient zeros uh, over the years. Do we, in your mind, and I, I guess we'll never really know, but do we have a patient zero in Wuhan from a you know uh, eating a bat, or did this come out of a lab in your mind? You know what? I have been doing um, a lot more sort of digging into that to, to find out the information. And I, I, there isn't enough data to firmly say it's, it's, um, uh, it's from a lab. And, and I'm, not, I'm not seeing it either. And I, I've read this really um, fantastic uh, article um, on the origins of SARS-CoV with some um, – it's by Holmes et al. And if you ever want to read it, it also has Michael Warby, who's like one of these guys who's worked on like – all these really major vaccines and, uh, excuse me, uh, viruses, like over the course of, he's like super famous. And, um, and, you know, I, I believe them. I don't, I don't think it, I don't think it came out of a lab. You know, if you look at the history, we are constantly being pelted by viruses that are coming over from animals and all the time. And one in a, you know, one in a million, they make it through and then we get an infection, we get MERS, you know, or we get um, coronavirus, these uh, COVID. So I, I just feel like the, the history is that it, 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 we're constantly being assaulted by these viruses and that this was one that made it through. That's, that's personally what I think, but there hopefully might be more information coming in the future. We'll see. I had a doctor tell me one time, we don't know where the viruses come and that some people think that they literally come from outer space. What do you think? I don't think they come from outer space, <laughs> um, because that would mean that viruses are actually aliens, and there is really uh, life on other planets. But I no, I don't think so. I think that the the stories of where they come from, for the most part, they're clear or they're assumed. I mean, we have some viruses like hepatitis C that we never really found the jumping over place for it, but it's there, and we're taking care of it, and we're just sort of dealing with it. And I think that we'd better spend our energy continuing to, tr- to cure. Um, hepatitis C, we actually do have a cure for it. Um, then thinking about what's going on in space because there's no hepatitis C up there. <laughs> couple more questions for Dr. Lydia Kang, co-author of Patient Zero. Um, how did a rye fungus in 1951 turn a small French village into a phantasmagoric scene? Oh, this is this is really fascinating. So most of you guys out there like bread. Even if you're gluten-free, you love bread. So um, the idea that you might eat um, bread and it would cause you to have these incredible hallucinations or might get you so sick so it makes your fingers or feet fall off, that kind of a thing. This is what happened um, in 1950s France. And it turned out that that bread was infected with um, something called ergot, which is this fungus that grows on rye in certain like very wet conditions. And, um, you know, the baker had gotten some cheap flour and had mixed it into the bread. And as a result of that, they had a whole village of people who just went mad with hallucinations. Um, and it's actually also traditionally called St. Anthony's Fire because of the pain that sometimes this um, this uh, this disease can cause. But, yeah, it, that was one of the fun things to put into this book because it wasn't an <laughs> infection per se that caused the outbreak. It was actually, like, bad bread. Um, but... You know, when something like that happens, even as most recent as the 1950s, um, it still has to be investigated in a way of, like, we don't know what it is. Is it a poisoning? Is it food poisoning? Is it an infection? Is it a virus? That sort of thing. And so the, the, the trying to figure out where it's coming from was, was a really fascinating kind of um, journey. I like how you said it was a fun thing. Um, it was. No, I know. I use that lightly. There are a lot of. Really I know. Not funny. Ha ha. Also, 
I get you. Yeah. It was it was hey, it was a fun question for me. I'm not gonna lie. Um, patient zeros. We still to this day will say typhoid Mary, but a lot of us don't know who she was. Who was at typhoid Mary, and can we really point the finger at her? So yeah, typhoid Mary is a real person. Um, her name was Mary Milan, and she was an Irish immigrant who lived in New York um, just in the early 18, 1900s. So she was. Um, you know, just like a lot of other people just trying to make her way. She worked as a cook. She made decent money that way. And um, unfortunately, she was infected by something called Salmonella typhi, which is a bacteria. And if you get it and you get really sick, you, there's a chance that you could die from it. It can be pretty deadly. However, some people, um, like Mary, got the infection and they never got sick from it, but they carried it with them. So Mary would do this thing where she was a cook, right? She would go to the bathroom. She wouldn't wash her hands. People didn't wash their hands after the bathroom back then. And then she'd go and stick her hands in some ice cream and start making cakes and cookies and all that sort of thing. And she was giving salmonella typhi to the people that she was cooking for, and they were getting sick. And as soon as they would get sick, she would, like, run away and go, like, you know, start working in a different house and that sort of thing. And they were able to track her down as the cause of all these infections that were really hurting people, but she never really believed it because she felt fine. And it's this really unfortunate situation where you have somebody who's truly responsible for sickening other people, and what all she was trying to do was just sort of survive and get by and live her life without being bothered by these terrible health authorities that eventually stuck her in a sort of asylum and kept her locked away because she could not stop cooking with her dirty hands in other people's kitchens. So that's sort of what happened with Mary. But that's where the term typhoid Mary comes from. So you're saying beware the Irish. They are dirty people. Okay, we, no, got, we no, got the no. message. <laughs> Just kidding. Hey, so I would say uh -huh. beware of the cook that comes out of the bathroom and you never heard the water running. <laughs> that's what I would say. <laughs> All right, take us to uh, Victorian London. Who was the... Oh, sorry. I just got yelled at. Uh, you got to go. I'm sorry about that. Um, the book is called <laughs> Patient Zero. Dr. Lydia Kang has been our guest. Uh, she has written it along with uh, Nate Peterson. It's called Patient Zero, A Curious History of the World's Worst Diseases, and it is uh, available from Workman Publishing. Uh, congratulations on the book, and uh, thanks for coming by. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me. All right. Uh, no doubt about it. And, um, it is Veterans Day, as I mentioned, and I've been looking at some of the wars. And speaking of England, as we just were, the War of 1812, which to me, the one thing that sticks out about that, not that it's how we got our national anthem, Francis Scott Key on the uh, Chesapeake, but we got, uh, uh, the war didn't end until 1815. In fact, if you look at the uh, Treaty of Ghent, the uh, Treaty of Ghent was designed signed on uh, Christmas Eve of uh, 1814. And yet uh, the war went on for many more months. Why? Because Twitter was down. No, there was just no way of getting back. But, uh, you know, if you think about the, the Battle of New Orleans, you know, this is how Andrew Jackson got his fame and the ragtag people. And they were fighting, you know, the greatest army in the world. General Packnam, who was the Duke of Wellington, Arthur Wellesley's brother-in-law, you know, stuck in the swamp. They had, you ever hear the bagpipes? How about the Scottish, Scottish Highlanders, you know, trying to get up the parapet and the Americans repelling them? That basically, a lot of people say that was the first victory in the history of our country. We never really had an outright victory in the, in the Revolutionary War that you would say militarily. And there have been, of course, you know, you won, you lose, who retreated, who didn't retreat as much. 
Well, that was basically the first real victory on a battlefield we really ever had was the Battle of New Orleans. And, of course, that spring jumped uh, Andrew Jackson uh, into the White House, who, of course, at his inauguration said, the White House from now on is open to all people at all times. And he walked from where he gave his speech, and by the time he got to the White House, everything inside was stolen. (laughs) All the paintings uh, and uh, everything else. But, yeah, they burned down the White House. They burned the Capitol. And it wasn't until... I believe it was James Garfield. I mean, the, it was about, I think, 40 years in scaffolding that, as they kept uh, trying to um, beat it back up. But um, that was, uh, you know, listen, that was a very important war for us. And listen, once again, Veterans Day, it's about all this stuff. All right, we'll take a quick break and we'll come on back on Sports Violence. home that you don't want anymore we can buy it from you within 24 hours any home size or condition for over 20 years we've been buying homes for cash and helping homeowners sell their homes immediately with no listings or strangers walking through your home are you moving did you lose your job going through a divorce whatever the reason if you're in a bind and you know that you need to sell your house fast call the expert team at i need to sell my house fast we'll make you a serious cash offer to buy your home in 24 hours and let you walk away from it no listing no waiting sell any home any size any condition now call the expert team at i need to sell my house fast make this free call now 800-306-1760, 800-306-1760, 800-306-1760, that's 800-306-1760. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call Pet Joy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. 
Hey, listen up. Before the weather changes, get new windows in your home and save possibly hundreds on your energy bill. Call the window replacement hotline right now and take advantage of their special savings event. Get your leaky, drafty windows replaced with energy-efficient, beautiful, virtually maintenance-free windows at this year's rock-bottom prices. Our prices are so low, we don't want to scare the competition. The only way to hear about our window savings is to call. Yes, you must call our special toll-free number for the best window replacement prices in town get your new windows patio doors and more from the window replacement hotline get ready for the change in weather save on your energy bills call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home call the window replacement hotline now 800-685-2080 800-685-2080 that's 800-685-2080 To me, it's like a mountain, a vast bowl of pus. Oh, thank you for that. And uh, Veterans Day, we have another hour to go on uh, Veterans Day. And I'm just looking back, of course, the Mexican-American War, which um, if you think about the Civil War, so many uh, generals in the Civil War were young officers in the Mexican-American War. And um, you think about the Mexican Session that was that came in the Treaty of uh, Guadalupe Hidalgo, and basically uh, the Rio Grande up the Colorado River, basically giving the United States half of New Mexico, most of Arizona, all of Utah, all of Nevada, and all of California. And then later, when we were trying to get our trains across. We found out that going through Tucson would be easier. So then we had the Gadsden's Purchase. You remember that? The Gadsden Purchase. So I know we talk a lot about the Louisiana <clears throat> Purchase, which, uh, you know, Louis Fourteenth of Versailles, what did he care? He got richer. He didn't realize what he was giving up. <laughs> so this, uh, all you're giving up is a few acres of snow, he was told. But, uh, yeah, after the Mexican-American War, the Mexican Session, I mean, when the Donner Party came over, I read a book, the Donner Party came over, one of the things that they were scared of was that they were going into Mexico, and at the time, we were at war with Mexico. It was in the mid-1840s. And they thought uh, there was only one American outpost, and that was Sutter's Fort near, uh, you know, it was in downtown Sacramento, what it is now. But, uh, yeah, you go through some of those uh, young West Point guys as well, uh, the, uh, the famous, as I said, uh, you know, that's where they l- learned to cut their teeth. Uh, Winfield Scott was the head of uh, all those guys, but the uh, the uh, Chapultec Castle, the the Battle of um, Cerro Gordo, the the Plaza de la Constitución, right there in the middle of La Ciudad de Mexico. But Robert E. Lee 
Henry Clay, Franklin Pierce, you know, guys who would go on to be president of the United States, Zachary Taylor, uh, the list goes on and on. Uh, Robert Stockton, the Admiral, Stockton, California is named after uh, a lot of guys. I'll just throw it in there. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back with another hour on Sports Violent. Radio News with Lance Pride. As the United Nations climate talks in Glasgow, Scotland keep going on and on, United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres on Thursday said the goal of limiting global warming to 1.5 degrees is on life support. It should be noted so far the talks are not reaching any of the United Nations' three goals, that is mitigation, adaptation, and financing. The murder or self-defense case against Kyle Rittenhouse was thrown into jeopardy Wednesday when his lawyers asked for a mistrial over what appeared to be illegal questioning by Rittenhouse Chief Prosecutor Thomas Binger. Judge Bruce Schroeder loudly and angrily accused Binger of pursuing an improper line of questioning and trying to introduce testimony that the judge earlier said he was inclined to prohibit. Last week's deadly Astro World concert in Houston, Texas, has seen at least 58 civil lawsuits filed in Harris County District Court in connection to the disaster as of Wednesday. USA Radio News. Rob tried to manage his constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating day after day. After realizing it was irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC, he found another way and finally said yes to adding Linzess. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two years old. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Abbey and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. As inflation in America jumped again in October to 6.2%, it's like paying taxes twice on the items you buy every day. Wednesday's inflation numbers jump was the worst in 30 years. With the Thanksgiving family gathering about two weeks away, we're all wondering the price of our protein this year. Amid inflation fears and higher gasoline prices already, now Americans are being told to expect meat prices to climb. CNN's reporting that Tyson Foods, Conagra, and Kraft Heinz have all notified retail customers their frozen and refrigerated meat prices are likely to be increased soon. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. The International Space Station performed a short engine burn on Wednesday to avoid potentially hitting a chunk of space junk. The agency confirmed on Twitter it had successfully performed the shift and that the ISS is now safe from a fragment described as a piece from a Chinese weather satellite. Thanks for listening. This is USA Radio News. 
Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. Republican Congressman James Comer on Newsmax Wednesday said the growing inflation numbers shouldn't surprise anyone, considering how the government is printing money. Well, it should come as no surprise to anyone. When the government keeps printing money, it devalues the money, and it's going to create inflation. And inflation is the ultimate tax on the poor. So everything the Biden administration is doing now from an economic policy standpoint is counter to helping working middle-class Americans. So uh, that's why we voted in mass against the infrastructure bill. It's a terrible time to try to do infrastructure when you have inflation. There's not going to be a lot of infrastructure in the bill because of the cost of raw materials now. The Biden administration needs to get inflation under control before they continue on this reckless spending spree. Inflation is now at 6.2% in October when compared to the October number near the end of the Trump administration. As China announced it will continue to build and burn coal-powered electric plants for decades to come, U.S. climate on John Kerry says the United States will end all coal-burning plants by the end of the decade. That will hurt Mr. Comer's constituents back in Kentucky. The entire postal fleet, if they're going to continue to pass legislation that gives subsidies to people to buy electric vehicles, that electricity in America comes from coal. So if you're going to cut off coal production and cut off oil and gas drilling in America, I don't know where we're going to get energy. So this is another bad policy being talked about by the Biden administration. USA Radio News. I'm Lance Pry. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Hey, thank you for that, and uh, welcome back to the uh, program. Great to have you with us wherever you're listening across this great land of ours and uh, so-so foreign lands. We're here for you on a Veterans Day, recognizing uh, those who pay the ultimate price for us to uh, uh, live in this country in freedom, and uh, we can't can't thank them enough. And um, 
just been going through some of the uh, the different uh, conflicts that we have had. Think about the opium wars in China, which <clears throat> you know that was that was really a uh, a boat race. I mean, it was a, a rural Chinese developing country. They had strength in numbers, and that was about it. And that was against the United States, Britain, and France. So that wasn't going to go well. Um, but uh, you know, leading up to the the Civil War, obviously, we we know about that. I don't know about the Civil War, Rick. What that's all? What is that all about? Uh, <laughs> it was. Uh, it was, uh, it was, a, let's just say it was a thing. All right. Uh, we also had the Las Cuevas War. That was a very brief war. Very brief. It, it really even shouldn't be called a war, but they do call it the Las Cuevas War. This was in 1875, where Mexican bandits went into Texas and uh, just stole all their cattle. And um, Texas went down there to get it back. The Lone Star State, except Texas was flying the American flag, so the Mexicans thought that, oh my gosh, we're at war with the United States again. Didn't last long, uh, we'll just say that. All right, uh, 1-800-878-PLAY as I go through some of this stuff. 1-800-878-7529 on the twitch.tv. There I go, there I go, there I go on Twitch. Also, if you'd like to get in... <clears throat> At uh, the phone line, uh, well, I said that 170 play. Blah, 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 blah. The Twitter is uh, at Rick Tittle. Tittling Sports with Rick Tittle is the Facebook page. You've got the TuneIn app, the iHeartRadio app, and uh, the uh, Stitcher app uh, as well. We'll take a quick break and we'll come on back and we'll talk cricket. When others treat your fries as an afterthought, all you're left with are cold, soggy fries. That's why Wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy or we'll replace them. We're talking natural cut skin on fries, perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt. In fact, they're even preferred almost two to one over McDonald's. These are fries so hot and crispy, they beg a new question. What would you like with your fries? Try them today. Only at Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's taste preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company. What are you so happy about? I'm on the pill. Aren't you two a bit old to worry about having more kids? Not her. Me. Uh, you lost me there, buddy. Steel Man pills. Things weren't always looking up if you catch my drift. So, my doctor prescribed me a little something. Like Viagra? Yeah, but that's expensive, and it wasn't covered by my insurance. Steel Man pills cost me less than three bucks a pill, and virtually the same effect. I just called and got over 40 pills for only $99. I have this friend who might be looking and... Well, if your friend wants some help, the consultation is free over the phone. No clinic. Steel Man Pills sends it in the mail in a confidential package. I'm on it. I mean, my friend will be on it. Steel Man Pills. Going the extra mile to help men with erectile dysfunction. 800-399-3691. 800-399-3691. That's 800-399-3691. From city streets to back roads. From road warrior to carpooler. There are some things you can always count on. Like the reliability, durability, and power of Die Hard. America's most trusted auto battery. No matter where your journey takes you, count on Die Hard to get you started on the road ahead. Available at your local Advance Auto Parts and participating CarQuest stores. 
now, sports betting is the fastest growing industry in the world. To consistently cash tickets at the sports books, it's best to be armed with the right plays from the best sports bettors in the business. That's what you'll get at AgainstTheNumber.com. At AgainstTheNumber.com, you'll get specialists with decades of experience betting multiple sports at a high level and many sports-specific packages from the NFL to college basketball to cricket to soccer to the European tour that gives you a consistent edge on the sports book. For a highly skilled, reasonably priced team of premium sports handicappers focused on one thing and one thing only, beating the books at their own game. Visit AgainstTheNumber.com. That's AgainstTheNumber.com. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key so handsome. He's a genius. All right. Thank you for that. And welcome back. Hour three underway. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast around the world on American Forces Radio Network. It's 1112. It's our customary time to check in with one of the prognosticators from againstthenumber.com, which is, here we go, a highly skilled team of premium sports handicappers focused on one thing and one thing only, beating the sports book at their own game. They cover every sport worldwide, from the NFL to college basketball to soccer to cricket to tennis to European hockey, and all of them are proven winners. They offer full season, end of current season, one month, one week, one day, and one year specialist-specific packages. Their prices are reasonable. Their tracking and distribution process is simple, and the results are real. And uh, to talk a little bit about cricket, we bring in from AgainstTheNumber.com, John Wright. And, John, welcome to the show. And I heard John Wright in cricket. This isn't the uh, famous Kiwi captain, is it? No, it's not the famous Kiwi captain, I'm afraid. No, I'm uh, I'm a little bit younger than him, but um, I, I follow it. I follow cricket uh, religiously, uh, but I'm not I'm not a, a coach and, and definitely not um, an international batsman of the <laughs> caliber of John Wright. <laughs> from where do you hail, uh, John? Where are you from? From 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 London, UK, Rick. Yeah, so I've um, yeah I've, I've lived in London majority of my life. Travelled around the world watching cricket. Um, mainly Australia, West Indies, and, uh, and in India quite a bit. So, um, yeah, I, I, I love my cricket, and I'd, I'd go to watch it anywhere, really. You pop over to Lords now and then? Lords is not far from me, Rick. West, uh, North London, yeah, I'm, I'm South London myself, but um, Lords would be a, a very short subway ride for me. So uh, yeah, never, a problem, never a problem to go to the home of cricket, uh, Rick, and uh, to watch uh, the best sport in the world. So South London, uh, would we find you at uh, Plough Lane back in the day, or maybe uh, at uh, you know Crystal Palace or the Den? Where, what was your football team? Oh no, no, no! I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm actually, uh, I'm actually an East London boy. I'm oh, a West, West Ham. Ham. I'm, a, I'm a West Ham fan, and I've, I'm, I married a, I married a, a um, I married a West London lady, and we moved to Southwest uh, Thirteen uh, in Richmond, uh, not far from Wimbledon. Uh, the tennis. Uh, I'm, I'm quite a handy for a lot of sporting events where I'm at the moment. I'm very close to Chelsea, very close to 
Queen's Park Rangers, Wimbledon, close for the tennis, a lot of racing near me, me. So I'm very lucky. London's, um, like most cities in the world, I suppose, very um, sports-orientated. Yeah, I went to Loftus Road one time, and, uh, of course, right, I took a little Thames trip down to uh, Hampton Court, went right through yep. Richmond and, and uh, you know, Kingston. It's just it's a, it's a lovely area. All right, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about cricket, and in Dubai today, the Aussies stunning Pakistan. And uh, if you look at Matthew Wade, 41 not out off just 17 balls and uh, defeating the Pakistanis by five wickets. And so now that'll be a uh, all down under final on Sunday with uh, New Zealand versus Australia. How'd you see it? Yeah, I think, I think what happened is I think, I think Australia will start favorites uh, probably about, you know, minus 150 favorites, but I mean, a lot will depend on the, the toss Rick. I mean, the thing about New Zealand, they're a very, very, um, they're a very understated team. They're very, uh, they're very, very efficient side, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was an upset here. I wouldn't be rushing to pack Australia at the odds on, especially when, as you said, both semi-finals have gone to outsiders. I mean, England were very, very strong favourites to beat New Zealand in the first semi-final, and uh, and and the chase and, and was chased down amazingly, and, and tonight's chase. Was superb again, Matthew Wade and, and, and Marcus Stoinis at the end. I mean, needing 40 runs off the last um, three over, three and a half overs. What it, what it, oh, sorry, 50 runs off the last four overs, and they did it very easily in the end. I mean, the chase. I think a lot of it, a lot of the, the cricket in this tournament in um, in the Middle East, the, the chasing sides with the wet ball. It's been very very hard to bowl bowl in with in the with um, the dew conditions. So um, to, to, to win the toss and, and to actually chase a score has been an advantage. So Australia will start favourites. There'll be about 150 favourites. But I think the, the, the toss will be very, very crucial. And uh, I think um, you know, the, the, the side that wins the toss will probably want to chase, want to set this, know what they're going to be chasing. So they'll probably put the other side into bat. Very cool. So let's say you're walking down the King's Road in West London yes. and on one side of the street... There's Brian Lara on the other side of the street. There's Sir Ian Botham. Who do you go talk to first? Uh, well, I'm lucky. I'm lucky to have met Ian Botham. I've never met Brian Lara. Um, I'd probably probably see Brian Lara. I think Brian Lara, unbelievable, great, great batsman. Um, just some of the records he set uh, in his era. You know, top score in Test cricket. Um, yeah, I'd probably probably go and see Brian Lara really because more more there's a little bit of mystique about Brian Ian Botham being an Englishman. Um, you know, he's, he's been in the House of Lords. He's been a commentator. I mean, everyone knows Ian, and he's quite an affable fellow. And I'm, and I'm lucky to meet myself, Rick. So I'll probably go go over and see Brian Lara. Very cool. Yeah, I remember when Brian Lara got that video game. Uh, he, <laughs> I got to know a little bit more about him. But uh, you know, when I was spending a lot of time in, in England, I was writing for a paper called European Soccer Weekly, and at that time, Nasser yes. Hussein was the captain and. The way that uh, you know India and Pakistan, and then in the Windies, the way that they've embraced, embraced cricket. Why do you think it is that cricket, um, it, more than football ever did, really embraced um, the jewel in the crown like it did? Well, as, what do you mean as a as a watch as a watch sport uh, in in other countries? I think I think. Um, it's mainly because uh, I think the format, the cricket's evolved. I mean, one day cricket came into precedence in probably about 
late 1960s, early 70s. And now we've got white ball cricket where there's so many different formats. The short, the short, one of the shorter formats is what we're playing at the moment in this T20 World Cup. And I think what's happened is the youngsters love it. It's, it's, it's very analytical. It's very stats-based. And it's quick. Uh, and it's, it's, can I say that it's geared to Americans? Because it's very, very stats-driven. A lot of these IPL teams... I mean, the IPL is the, the, the richest franchise in the sports, and it's driven by analytics. You know, the analysts are, are the key, um, key components to, the, to the, the side strategies, and it's all done by match-ups now. So you'll have, they, they'll have the, the right match-up against the right bowler, bowling changes, and it's all become very, very strategic. So, and, 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 and it's condensed. Um, you know, now these matches, now these 2020 matches are over, over in three hours. It, it's just very exciting. The cricket of a of a of a hundred years ago, when or 150 years ago, when when the game was invented, was a much more um, drawn out affair. There was there was five day test matches that t- took forever. Now cricket is sort of the reason cricket's caught on in other other parts of the world and there's franchises all over the world is because the white ball is very very marketable. It's um it's quick. It's um, and it, and it, it um, appeals to children. Last question for you. Or- um, I, this is almost 20 years ago. I was at Vicarage Road. I watched Watford, and then I, there was a mall next door called the Harlequin, and I went in, and I got a cricket ball, and I got a cricket bat, a, a gray nickels. For you, yes. what is the, the best brand of cricket bat? Well, now, these, the Indians now, there's a, lot of them, there's a lot of Indian brands. So, I mean, gray nickels in this country, I mean, traditionally, it's uh, Duncan Fernley, Stuart Surridge, and gray nickels. They're all the English um, uh, Gun and Moore is another brand, English brand. But now a lot of the, these players are using Indian Indian brands now. Like um, Kohli will have his own bat, and and, and a lot of the. So I think the Indian. There's a lot of like Tan is a, is a big one in um, India. There's a lot of these bats now are um, uh, the, the, the 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 Southern Hemisphere players use 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 unbelievable uh, bats that are very very light, but you can hit the ball. Miles and um, yeah, it's, it's a key part of the game now. The the, the uh, sportsman's equipment. So, did you uh, when you played? Did you have a lot of LBWs? I did. Yeah, yeah. Back <laughs> in the day, I, would, I went to, I went to school with NASA. NASA Hussein's the same age as me. I, I played cricket with NASA back in the day, and mm. um, yeah, LBW leg before wicket is a, is a, is, a, is a dismissal in cricket. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just um, it's. it's it's a complicated game, but it's become more simplified with, with or simplified with the white ball format, and I think that's why it's caught on um, globally. And the franchise is, is, is such a quick turnaround. There's a lot of adverts. It's easy to market, and um, yeah, I think it's it's great. I can I can see I can see it just improving. I can see they've already had a league in Canada, right? Uh, obviously, the West Indies. There's always been a hotbed for cricket. You've got um, franchises in India, Bangladesh, Australia. I mean, uh, a major league cricket league in, in the US, I think, is inevitable, I would have thought. Well, I, I, I'm fascinated by cricket. The only thing that bugs me is one innings. I don't understand why one innings is plural. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Should be yeah, as, as, as a baseball, it should be inning. Yeah, exactly. exactly yeah, I could, I couldn't, I couldn't answer that one, Rick. You stumped me. You stumped me there. You stumped me there. <laughs> All right, there he is, John Wright, the cricket specialist with AgainstTheNumber.com. Go online and check it out. Hey, John, it was a real pleasure having you on. Thank you. 
Thanks for having me, Rick. Take care. All right. We'll take a quick break. Come on back on Sports Pilot. save money on your next flight then pick up the phone and call that's right call because the best prices are not online they're with smartfares see smartfares has special deals with the airlines when they have unsold seats they use smartfares to fill them so you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices our prices are too low to publish online with the extra money you'll save you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income, And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Hello? You there in the car. Listen, if I was a cop, I'd pull you over and ask to see your insurance. Woo, I bet that would scare the heck out of you. (laughs) But seriously, I still want you to get your insurance papers out. Whoa, that's ridiculous. Look, we all have cars. That means insurance. But newsflash, you don't have to pay a fortune for it. What smart people all over the United States are doing is saving hundreds of dollars calling AIS Insurance. Some of you could be saving up to $600 a year. Maybe with an extra $600, you can get your car washed at least once a month. I mean, come on, look at it. Look, my job is to help you save money on your car insurance. So pick up the phone, call AIS Insurance right now. And get your car washed, please. 800-756-3744. 800-756-3744. That's 800-756-3744. What kind of music do you usually have here? Oh, we got both kinds. We got country and western.
Tittle ate 200 chicken wings at your mama's house last night. Now, back to Fat Boy. That hurts my feelings. Uh, that hurts my feelings. Uh, by the way, author Rob Goldman, uh, coming up in the uh, next segment, written a book called The Sisterhood about the United States Women's National Team Soccer. Cricket. Let's talk some cricket. 1-800-87A-PLAY. Let's go to Chris, who is in Oakland. What's up, my man? Rick, man, you're doing uh, uh, English uh, soccer, or I guess soccer, English sport, and cricket, and that's good. Uh, that's that's really good uh, word dearth of knowledge there. I'm so versatile. <laughs> well, I love the question you asked because I remember asking you the same dang question like, during the Olympics, like why you know India, the second largest you know country in the world, why why they're only good at cricket, and I don't think he fully answered. Or maybe I didn't really understand his answer, but um, that would be interesting. Why India had just gravitated towards uh, towards cricket? Um, you know, and they have great players, and obviously a large uh, diaspora, if you if you will. Or you know, I, I know there's cricket leagues down in Fremont area and things like that in California. So that's uh, really interesting. The the reason uh, why it will never catch on here is because baseball is a far superior sport. <laughs> It just is. You know, you can't, you can't, I mean, I'm just deadly serious. You can't break your elbow when you pitch. There are so many constrictions to a cricket pitch, which ha- which is much larger and uh, it's more dangerous and baseball's way more fun. So you, you can't have a crappy version of something in a place where you have a great version of something else. So that's why cricket will be, I like it. I think it's cool. It's nice to go to the matches and I think it, it's fun, but baseball is a million times better. Well, and obviously, I'm going to agree with you, but I mean, I have cousins in England, and they try to explain it to me one time. And my understanding, I mean, like baseball, there's no clock, but my understanding, the games could go on actually a lot longer than the three hours generally for a baseball game. Is that true? I've never really. Yeah, well, as they say, if you do a test match, that can go on. You have a tea break, and it can go on for days and days. Um, the um, <clears throat> that's the thing too about uh, cricket and trying to explain it. I remember being in a hostel in Berlin in 1985, and I asked this English guy, we're having beers, I go, okay, you explain cricket and I'll explain baseball. And I thought it would be very easy to explain baseball, but it's actually almost impossible to explain to somebody what the force is. You know, like, well, now he has to run, now he has to tag up, and then why doesn't the best guy hit every time? He has to wait his turn. Well, why would you throw him something he could hit? Well, if you throw him four bad ones, he gets to get on for free. You know, it's just things that... Yeah, you're right. You, I mean, but, 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 okay, but we all grew up with it. But try to explain American football. I mean, that would be... I mean, you, and you coached it, you said, you know, in England, whatever. But yeah. That would be, to me, that, that's a lot harder to explain, but anyway. I, I think hey, that's I, easier. I, it's like, that guy, see that guy over there? Kill him. That's all you got to teach. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. So, I, I really, you know, I, always, I love your show every day, but especially today, you know, Veterans Day. Um, I'm waiting for your show. To, I, I love all the historical stuff. You've had some great guests on. Um, and, uh, you know, I... Um, my dad was in, uh, you know, was in Vietnam in the cavalry, and I'm gonna go. I was waiting for your show to end so I can go out to cemetery and pay my respects. Um, I never knew though that this is amazing. To me. I never knew the Battle of New Orleans was considered the first great U.S. victory because I mean, when, I mean, I know most of the revolutionary ones weren't technically victories like Bunker Hill, but what about like Saratoga or Yorktown or Princeton or those, those, those aren't considered victories. Well, they're they're victories, but they're victories as far as. You know, you have one side look, and you'd see, and it was almost like shaking hands on a chess match when you know you're going to lose. You know, yeah. it, it wasn't an all-out, you know, an attrition slaughter. Like, we kicked your butt up and down. Well, and, that, I mean, yeah, no, definitely the, <clears throat> yeah. uh, and I, you know, what was it, uh, the, now I'm blank on uh, Jackson's name here, but, uh, Andrew you know, Jackson? yeah, he, yeah, he, you know, and obviously, like you, you mentioned, you know, the Treaty had been signed a month before, and, you know, 
goddamn titter Twitter. <laughs> you know, it wasn't working that day. But yeah, no, I mean, the, 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 if you go on, if you go on Titter, it's all breasts. <laughs> I thought that was a tittle, tittle, titillating show. But there you go. To to get them like that, and then I, I you know, you're, I guess you're up at the uh, Mexican American War, and that was, I mean, that was also a big butt kicking. Even though they had the numbers, um, just I mean, there was almost like two kind of wars in one where we kind of came down from Texas, took Monterey, and then kind of came in through Veracruz and captured the capital and. You know, there wasn't a huge war of attrition, and, uh, you know, a lot of the Mexican governments have been changed a number of times, and as, as I understand it, that, you know, not that they wanted the Americans to come in there, but, you know, they weren't necessarily... The next day after the war was signed, and they were selling, you know, all the goods to the American soldiers and things like that, so it wasn't like a... The animosity, is that, and again, being a white guy from up here, you know, that's... Well, it's just, that was just a case, too, of the little brother getting bigger than the big brother. I mean, they were the ones with the professional army, and we were the fledgling country, and then we got bigger, and, <laughs> yeah. and then we got a lot bigger than you, and so, yeah, don't don't mess with us, or you're going to get mean, the back yeah. of our hand, yeah. And, I mean, you can't, you know, 2021, obviously, is different, but, I mean, James K. Polk, I mean, if he's not considered one of the greatest presidents for his four years of just doubling the size of the country, balancing the budget getting everything going. Although I, I read a book about him. I, I always wanted to like the guy, but I understand he's kind of a real jerk. Um, he, you know, he ended up working himself. He only said, I'm only going to do one term. And he basically worked himself to death, but he you know, doubled the size of the country, won a war and, that he started. And uh, yeah, again, 2021, it's not very politically correct, but to see what this guy did um, is pretty amazing. Well, then the other thing about Polk was that, uh, yeah, but when he died, I think he had 53 slaves. So no matter what good he did... <laughs> No matter what good he did for the country. That's right, he was Tennessee. I forgot about that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay well, then I stand corrected. Well, I'm yeah, just saying, yeah, I mean, everything yeah. you said is true. You know, you think about the Louisiana Purchase and everything else, but uh, in, in 2021, if you have 53 slaves, you're not going to get a nod one way or another. I mean, that's just kind of, uh, it's like, you know, the Joe Paterno thing. It doesn't matter how great you were yeah. or how many great men you had. If, if you yeah. turned a blind eye to the Sandusky thing, they're pulling down your statues. Yeah. Right, no, that and that, yeah, that's definitely true there. So anyway, but uh, again, Rick, uh, thanks for the great show as always, man. Um, and you know, thanks to all the veterans out there, man. My dad would always say, and he was an old crotchety Irish guy, as you, you know, as you were talking about with your last guest. <laughs> uh, he he said I never earned the day. So he, you know, a lot of people. I'll leave with this. So you know, a lot of people look at Martin Luther King Day as like not a day off, but a day on to go do some community activism. I think Veterans Day is also that kind of day to get out there and do something positive. So. Anyway, uh, thanks to all our veterans out there. Rick, is always a great show, man. Um, and having Will McNeil, man, I, I thought you were actually kidding to having Will on the right field Will, but he was, that guy's knowledgeable, man. That's, uh, that's good stuff, man, on the Ace Farm Report. I think he's been on my show probably every year for the last 10 years. I mean, he just he gives me the eyewitness report. And, he, and nobody, nobody watches this stuff more than Will and the right field, right field crew. So, uh, let, me, let me tell you a little. Can I tell you a quick Will McNeil yeah. story? All right, yeah. so every time I go to Banner Island, he's basically sitting there. Um, this is in Stockton, or this? Is yeah, this is in Stockton. Okay. Right. But when uh, one time I was out at my alma, this was um, about four or five years ago. I was out at my alma mater, St. Mary's College, where you, your dad went, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, grandfather, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, so um, I noticed that the, they moved the, the baseball field to you know away from the swamp, Louis Guisto Field, and they built some this huge, beautiful pool and rock climbing wall and gym. But anyway, they moved the baseball field, and it said. The, you know, the the game is about to start against Northwestern, and I thought, yeah, I, I got some time. Maybe I'll watch a couple <laughs> innings. And Cor- I, I realized later Corbin Burns was pitching, and he, of course, wow. might win the Cy Young. And then Tony, Gon- right. Tony Gonsolin was his shortstop, and he's a Dodgers pitcher. Wow. So that team was loaded with talent. 
but there were maybe 15 people there, and they're mostly parents and girlfriends, (laughs) except right-field Will. He was sitting there three rows ahead of me, and I'm like, and he has no affiliation, but he loves baseball so much that he found out where the game was, and he went to it. So that'll tell you how much right-field Will loves baseball. Yeah, they should should put him on the payroll and... uh, Get in there. Wait, okay, now i got to ask you this. Isn't Sarunas Marcellonis' son playing for uh, St. Mary's now, too? I mean, you guys had a big win last night. I have. Two nights ago. I have absolutely no idea, but that would be awesome if Rooney's son was there. I, I thought I heard on the Warriors broadcast last night. Dude. Wow. I'll have yeah, to look. Exactly. I, I, have not, I have not looked at uh, college basketball outside of yesterday. I interviewed a guy, but other than that, I haven't looked at uh, anything for St. Mary's. So, yeah, that would be cool. Get a little uh, Lithuanian love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember in 92 when he came out. I remember the, the Grateful Dead sold those shirts. My aunt, who was a big hippie, she got us all uh, Grateful Dead, uh, Olympic 92 Barcelona shirts with, uh, you know, because obviously the wallet just came down and they wanted to raise money because Sarunas was on the Warriors. So it was mm-hmm. really cool, man. I still got my shirt. So that I was busted out. And Kurt Nidus, Sabonis, all those guys who right? pre- previously had to play for the Soviet Union. Yeah. All right. Hey, Chris, yeah, thanks for the call, man. Thanks, Rick. All right, man. All right, thanks a lot. Yeah, and uh, Dom just looked it up. There is a Marshallona, so uh, uh, that's pretty cool. When we come back, we will talk to Rob Goldman about the United States women's soccer team. treat your fries as an afterthought all you're left with are cold soggy fries that's why wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget guaranteed to be hot and crispy or we'll replace them we're talking natural cut skin on fries perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt in fact they're even preferred almost two to one over mcdonald's these are fries so hot and crispy they beg a new question what would you like with your fries? Try them today. Only at Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's. Taste preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759. 800 Again, that's 800-449-1759. Come on, you watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. 
Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than $1,000. If you owe the IRS $5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. You're always up for some fun with the family. So you order the essentials, a new board game, some baking supplies, and even a new projector for outdoor movie night. And with the Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Credit Card, you can choose to earn 3% cash back on online shopping, which could increase to up to 5.25% as a preferred rewards member. Rewards which you can put toward an extra treat that everyone will enjoy, like an old-fashioned popcorn machine. Visit bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding and apply now. Copyright 2021 Bank of America Corporation. Well, I might as well tell you now. You lot may all be internationals and have won all the domestic honours there are to win under Don Revy. But as far as I'm concerned, the first thing you can do for me is to chuck all your medals and all your caps and all your pots and all your pans into the biggest flipping dustbin you can find because you've never won any of them fairly. You've done it all by blooming cheating. Rick Tittle was selected at random from the phone book to host this show. All right. uh, Don't give away all my secrets. Rick Tittle with you, coast to coast, around the globe on American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show author Rob Goldman. He has a book which is available now from the University of Nebraska Press. It is called The Sisterhood, The 99ers, and the Rise of U.S. Women's Soccer. Rob, welcome to the show. And I remember when I was in TV and um, we were uh, broadcasting at the time the World Cup from China in 91 and with Michelle Akerstall at the time. And, you know, it was, a, it was a great victory. It was the first ever World Cup. But uh, little did we realize eight years later what would happen when uh, Brandy Chastain hit that penalty. What, what did that do when she hit that penalty outside of showing her sports bra? What did that do for women's soccer in your mind? Well, Rick, first of all, thanks for having me aboard uh, on this Veterans Day. And you're, you're exactly right. Uh, 91 to 99 was a world, a whirlwind of change. Uh, between those years, they went from virtually almost an invisible team that nobody followed to uh, from, that, from that day on with a 99, uh, you know, a mega force. And when Brandy Chastain <clears throat> scored the winning goal in overtime, she told me, and we agreed, that it was a cultural change, not just a, a sporting event. It became a movement in the sense that all of a sudden women were made more aware that you got you got to realize before that time, women in sports, particularly team sports, you know, it was kind of a new deal, you know. And when she peeled off her, her, her jersey and uh, celebrated, and she said that uh, she – it was a celebration not just for her but for women and girls everywhere who should celebrate their their victories and even in the workplace and uh, 
so we, we, we call it a cultural shift. We write about a whole chapter of that in the book. And uh, it was a big moment, not just in Brandy Chastain's life and uh, U.S. women's soccer, but in our culture, I, I believe. And uh, um, it was just, a, it was just a, a, a life-changing event, in our opinion. You think about um, Anson Dorrance, what he started in the Tar Heel program, and you know Mia Hamm and the others that that went through there. That was that was the place to go. And and then years later, you know, I don't know if Anson Dorrance would, would a coach like that work nowadays because everybody is a little uh, is a little sensitive now. Well, he's still coaching, so it's it's amazing. He's still he's still vital to to, to the game. But you're right. But you see. When you talk about Anson Dorrance, you've got to understand he was what exactly what the, the women's team needed, the uh, soccer women's soccer needed at the time. He, he he had a vision back when he started in uh, in the eighties that you know he was going to. There was nothing there. There was no leagues. There was no women's team. But he he, he made it from his image of his. Uh, he wanted an aggressive, uh, brash, smart women that were intimidators and so he'd, he'd scout and look for that and then he created this 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 force and uh, it was a, it was an ongoing evolving process started with some real rough and tumblers and it went to the the babies in 1987 with Mia Hamm and Fawcett and Lily and they became more polished as years went on because they could finally join a school and play a university that had backing behind them before that for for title nine they had nothing so yeah when, when you say Anson Dorrance you know Tony DeChico said he's 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 the George Washington of, of women's soccer and would he be uh viable today if a coach came in like that probably not they'd have to tone it down a little bit because he was really really upfront and aggressive when he got in there at the start but now you know, you see women coaches and, and, and more of a, a, a mellow outlook. But Anson Dorrance is huge for this for this sport and this team. You mentioned Tony DeChico, who was also successful and was, uh, you know, his uh, he was after Anson, but uh, of course uh, died very young. And you got a chance to talk to him first, though, right? Well, get this, uh, uh, Rick. Um, he was my first interview. You know, you got to realize I came in. You know, I was out of, I have a baseball background. I worked with ball players and I worked for the Angels. And I, 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 I caught hold of this the, the sisterhood and the soccer team because I, I liked the arc of the story and was very impressed by these women. And so Tony was my first interview, and this was at a time when I didn't realize what he was sick, and he would never let on. We went, we had four or five sessions, and he would never let on. Sometimes during our interviews, he would just stop real short. Rob, I gotta go. And I didn't really question it until one day I said, Tony, are you are you okay? Oh yeah, I just got this old man's disease. Hmm. And he says, call me next week. And uh, he died within that week. Good so Lord. I have the last interview with him, unfortunately. And uh, but you know, it goes to show you the, the kind of courage this guy had. He, he wouldn't even let on. He he wanted his story out there so bad that he just he went with it to the very end. And so when I was faced with problems trying to get a publisher and you know get in there i said well look if, if tony's going to give me his last dying effort i'm I'm not going to make an excuse i'm going to get this this book done and of course i dedicated it to him and it's got just some incredible perspectives and quotes from him on the entire uh, his entire tenure and uh, that's what makes this book really special i think 
Very cool. A couple more questions for author Rob Goldman, the book, The Sisterhood. Um, you think about how, you know, in, in 99, we, you know, had these great players like, uh, you know, Foudy and Ham and, and then, uh, they would sort of almost like Olympians kind of go away for a while, but it's, it's different now. I had a couple months ago, Ali Krieger and Ashlyn Harris on my show. They were, um, you know, the advertising campaign behind Hertz, the, you know, a lesbian couple that had, uh, you know, adopted a boy. Uh, you think about all the things that Megan Rapino one of the best two-footed players this country's ever had, men or women. But you, you think about, uh, you know, the fight for equal pay. This is really a, a sisterhood in a whole another way of looking at it now, isn't it? Yeah, and it, it started back, you know, like you said, with, with Julie Foudy and Carla Overbeck. You know, it was a ongoing struggle with FIFA and U.S. soccer that started at the time of the Olympics in '96, and it's just been this ongoing struggle and battle. But every generation, they set it up a little better for the next generation. And, of course, everyone's attached, from Rapino to Fowdy to Mia Hamm to Allie Krieger and Carly Lloyd. It's a big, long family because they're not only fighting for the U.S. and to win medals, but they're also fighting this ongoing battle of, uh, of, of women's rights and uh, in, in the workplace. And it's it's pretty interesting because it's it's kind of unique in pro sports where when the, when the old players see the new players there's there's a mutual respect and a real love that you don't see in a lot of professional sports teams but you hit you you're, you're dead on with your synopsis. A lot of people have asked me over the years why you know before there was not a lot of parity and I think this was make the women's World Cup so great is that. European countries especially are now starting to embrace the game and you know uh, Americans we always would grow up thinking that soccer was for little kids girls and you know foreigners with weird hair and then the tough guys would play football but in almost every other country the tough guy is playing soccer and the women when they wanted to play in England or France Italy they were almost stripped of their femininity they were teased by other girls they were butch and so it was never really embraced outside of maybe Scandinavia and Germany. So what about, and in Asia and other countries, we're starting to get that parity where the USA just can't roll up and automatically win anymore? No, it, it, it's getting more equal in, in the world. Before, when we came in in 91, the Anson Dorrance, you know, 3-4-3 uh, three, three, uh, aggressive offense, that's shocked the world of, of women's soccer. But now there's a parity. People are catching on and... Like you say, you're no longer a lock to win the World Cup in the Olympics because there's a lot of good teams out there and a lot of good players, and they've learned a lot about conditioning from us and they've learned a lot about training from us. And it's a more equal field, but it's a lot more competitive. It's not automatic anymore, like we found out in you know this summer. And uh, But it's interesting how it's, it's evolving as we speak, and you got to credit you know, the, the U.S., because they really changed the focus of the game to more aggressive, uh, uh, smart play. And now, you know, we, we're getting great teams and great players, and they're more accepted worldwide. And personally, I think the women's game is, is more exciting when you get to the top of the, top of the food chain. But you're right, you're right there. It's, it's, it's getting harder to win. And uh, I guess that's good and that's bad, you know, because you, you want great players, but it's, it's harder for us to, to repeat like we used to. Last question for you. When you did the deep dive, what was maybe an anecdote or two that you were kind of the little light bulb went on and thought, wow, I had no idea about that. Tony DeChico said, 
he gave me the story about Mia Hamm, how in France in 95, how they were going at it on the sidelines, you know, you know you're Mr. Mark, and Mia's going to shut up, Tony, and they brought it into the locker room, and next thing you know, they're throwing, she's throwing chairs and screaming, and <laughs> Tony's Italian, and they're just going off, and then Carla Overbeck had to step in there and break it up. Wow. And the, so Tony is just, you know, he's, he, he thought about it because he just, he's got the risk of alienating his best player. And he had, he had to think about it. And he said, they had, they had meetings in between games, and he said, Mia, I apologize right off the bat. You were right, I was wrong. And Mia was just like, whoa. And he, what he did, he, her complaint was, you know, coach us like men, but treat us like women. That's her famous line. Don't get in our face. You know, don't push us too hard. And Tony learned that. And I thought that was a great, a great, a great antidote, a great quote, because he, Tony learned as, as he went and he got their respect by, by, by having an open mind. And it's just a great, the book's loaded with this stuff and it's just a great, epic story with a great arc to it and it just shows you how if you have an open mind you could create incredible things you know working together men and women and, and it's just a, it's a, the u.s soccer it's 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 a great great story that is an amazing story i didn't know mia ham ever lost her temper like that that's good stuff oh, oh. No, she 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 could be a little hot. <laughs> and in my mind, the greatest player of all time. We've been speaking with Rob Goldman, his new book, The Sisterhood, The 99ers and the Rise of U.S. Women's Soccer. It's uh, brand new from the University of Nebraska Press. Rob, congratulations on the, uh, congratulations on the book, and th- thanks for stopping by. Yeah, Rick, I really appreciate it. And again, happy Veterans Day. And, you know, pick up the book on Amazon. So we want people to get it, and... Uh, Again, I appreciate your time. No doubt. I'm Rick Tuttle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back on the show. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how Simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. 
Do you have a home that you don't want anymore? We can buy it from you within 24 hours, any home, size, or condition. For over 20 years, we've been buying homes for cash and helping homeowners sell their homes immediately with no listings or strangers walking through your home. Are you moving? Did you lose your job? Going through a divorce? Whatever the reason, if you're in a bind and you know that you need to sell your house fast, call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. We'll make you a serious cash offer to buy your home in 24 hours and let you walk away from it. No listing, no waiting. Sell any home, any size, any condition now. Call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. Make this free call now. 800-306-1760-800-306-1760-800-306-1760-That's 800-306-1760. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Yeah, we're not going to fall for a banana in the tailpipe. You're not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe? <laughs> it should be more natural, brother. It should flow out like this. Look, man, I ain't falling for no banana in my tailpipe. Break. Tittle ate 200 chicken wings at your mama's house last night. Now, back to Fat Boy. Wow, that's some stuff there. All right, it is Veterans Day, and uh, as I say, I like to <clears throat> talk about some of the uh, conflicts in which our great nation of Belarus has been involved in. And one you don't hear about a lot is the Garza Revolution. There was a guy named Caterino Garza. He was a Mexican national. And he wanted to overthrow the Mexican government. He said that Mexicans were being treated like despicable slaves and the Mexican government was plagued with frightful corruption. Freedom of the press had been squashed. The Constitution of 1857 had uh, been betrayed. Probably all these things were true. <laughs> but he called on Mexicans to rise up in mass in the name of liberty and uh, overthrow the government. <clears throat> and he got 80 guys together. Except the thing is, is that he was pulling people out of Texas and he crossed the border. So you had a weird situation in the late in the early 1890s of the United States Army and the Mexican Army tracking down and following these revolutionaries in the Garza Revolution. 
It was probably the first time ever you had uh, <clears throat> the Mexicans in the United States on the same side. And they do think that this was a precursor to the Mexican Revolution, which, of course, uh, began in, uh, in 1910. But uh, the, uh, the leader of the Americans was a, a guy, he was a young guy, actually, he was um, a name by the name of uh, General Frank Wheaton, a guy who had also fought in the Civil War and the uh, Indian Wars uh, as well. But, uh, yeah, how many people know about the Garza Revolution? It was the number one news story at the time, I bet. All right, uh, tomorrow, the Friday show, Jan Wall will be here. We'll have some comedians, Jared Freed, the Pride of Boston. He'll be with us. All that under one roof, the Costco of sports talk and entertainment. Uh, 9 a.m. Pacific time. We'll see you then. We don't have brain damage. (laughs) (laughs) Great way to end the show.